this not the first the first one of the new year i mean technically we did new year's eve yeah right right so technically we, we left you in 2021 yeah 2022 we're already off to quite the start in the professional wrestling world but before we break that down i am quincy jones go you already know it's doc lesnar with the five star <laughs> bars there there i are <laughs> What's all going the on, above man? The hottest thing under the stars, hip hop hybrid, only one in existence in pro wrestling and hip hop. We are back. It's a new year, new app. Who this? We back. And, and and if he sounds a bit far away, uh, your ears do not deceive you. You know, with uh, Amarion still spinning the block, handing out ice boxes out here. Uh, you know, we, we just being a little little bit safe. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, people that we know have been getting sick as well. Not necessarily with what's going on, but just you know overall. So. You know, we got the just uh, keep it the, safe, baby. We got the Zoom popping. You know what I mean? It's the, yeah. the the dungeon of Zoom, if you will, the Zoom Patrol. Hey, you know? I'm with that. Just mm-hmm. trying it on, but no, nah, let's uh, Zoom. Let, Did let, you say Legion of Zoom? I, I, that is the one yeah. I was going to lean into, but after the second one got no pop, I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna go. Hey, it's zero. all about the Zoom. I can't go to. I can't go to. Oh, there you go. Bye, you know, bye. it's all. <laughs> well, well, you already know the temperature of this uh, this episode already. Just just off uh, yeah. just off the punchlines, baby. But um Big Swole making mm-hmm. a hell of a swell. Uh, uh. I almost went there myself. Yeah. Making right. making, making some waves. waves, but I don't like I think it's just that I I'll get into it. Let me set the stage. Yes, sir. I don't know if it was an interview that she was invited call-in to call in show. It was a okay. call-in show. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was like maybe her doing it on her, own, on her own podcast or maybe her own platform. So obviously she was asked and interviewed about her time with AEW and obviously questions about like her departure. Um, and she was just real candid about it, you know what I mean? And kind of broke down, at least into her experience, how she felt, you know, uh, some, shall I say, uh, portions of the creative process is a bit flawed uh, backstage for certain individuals. Um, but then more and more so she spoke up about what a lot of people have been kind of giving AEW some flag for, for quite a bit. And that's the, the lack of diversity, quote unquote, allegedly, I know we've kind of went back and forth about it. Um, but yeah, uh, so, you know, there were some, some statements that were made. I don't think they were a hundred percent liberal, you know what I mean? Libelous. I don't think they were meant to break anybody down. I don't think they were meant to uh, do any damage, you know, cause a bad reputation. If anything, I think it was what we like to call a teachable moment. (laughs) I think it was, you know, her kind of voicing and, you know, Swole just keeps it how she keeps it. You know what I mean? That's a good way to put it. She, yeah. that's just kind of like whether you want to say it's her character on screen but i think that's just in her character as a human she ain't gonna you know what i mean uh what they say like kind of sweeten up the truth you know she ain't gonna sugarcoat it you know what i mean she's gonna give it to you straight yeah and so i feel like this is almost just her like hey this is a call to arms like just to 
do better. That's how I took it. I mean, a lot of other people kind of took it a different way, but I do have those quotes and let me, let me get to them. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll weigh in later. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the points of this. Yeah. As far as like roster space and the creative process, uh, you know, that we were talking about earlier, she does say, quote, there's not enough space. There's no writers in the sense. Not everyone is comfortable writing their own things. Closed mouths don't get fed. That's exactly what that environment is. If you are shy and don't know how to write or are not creative, it's not going to work going to work unless they want it to work for you. That's one of their biggest issues was was one of the, the quotes, um, you know, more as far as the diversity, I guess, issue again, um, what she said, this is, you know, I think a lot of people would kind of zeroed more in on this, which, again, a lot of people think this was a good thing because it's someone who's there, who is part of that diverse crowd that they keep preaching about who's left and is speaking about well hey i mean you know <laughs> like kind of calling them under shit you know what i mean it's not yeah. just the, it's not just the fans it's not just the toxicity of the wwe stands yeah, it's not, or it's not a um one-sided opinion by yeah. i get yeah. what you mean from a total wwe fan stand versus someone actually worked there that kind of has something that um levies their opinion to be a little bit closer to fact than it is opinion exactly just based on actual experience yeah which is rare nowadays to sift through something where it's just an an actual unsolicited no ulterior motive not trying to get anything else over type of situation yeah so Mm -hmm. well but she says quote i knew something was up with my daughter who loves watching wrestling she would watch AEW all the time and seldomly watch wwe She's not a big fan unless dad, quote, obviously Cedric Alexander, who, you know, those who don't know, uh, she's not a big fan unless uh, dad would be on TV, which stopped happening after they botched the Hurt Business. She would say, mommy, there's nobody that looks like me on AEW. There's nobody that looks like daddy. And she started watching WWE because she saw Bianca and Big E. She saw herself represented. If that wasn't a click, you are absolutely right. I don't have an explanation. It's 2021. Why are people saying, quote, it'll take three years for AEW to have a black champ? This is a scripted sport. It should not take that long if you have been watching WWE for 50 plus years. I explained to TK that I didn't want to resign because my piece was being disrupted. And this is not a continuation of the last bit, but this is just the, the end of the, the, the quote regarding her leaving AEW to begin with. <clears throat> yeah, that made it seem like it was amicable, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, she said, if anybody knows me or knows myself, if anything is dis- disrupting your peace, it's time to let it go. It might be scared or, or, or be hard, but it's time to let it go. When Kenny said that, it was the circle coming to an end because Kenny and I would bump heads sometimes throughout my time in AEW. To end it on that note felt good. It felt wonderful, felt wonderful to end it at a place where we didn't quite see eye to eye, but we were there. So... That's her talk, speaking about her, you know, and her decision to leave. But again, it kind of like the the post took on a, a life of itself. Um, and before we get into the Tony Khan, what I call the emotional response. Um, I, again, I don't see anything wrong with what she said. And, and the thing is, she wasn't even uh, specifically speaking just to AEW. It was almost like for WWE too, you know, just wrestling in general, like. It's mm-hmm. 2021. Like it, sh- it doesn't have to take that long 
it only takes that long because you guys book it to take that long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is an interesting take on things. And again, her being a woman of color, being representative of that diverse group. And that's, I think that's what it is. A lot of people were kind of giving AEW shit on this for a while before this came out, uh, just because of the whole diversity speech that they were kind of spouting out at the beginning and all inclusive and all this, you know what I mean? Just, just, oh, yeah. um, so I, I, I get uh, where a lot of people were like, finally, someone's there to call him on her shit. But I think the way she put it, you know, she didn't up like this. The reason why I like the way she did it is because she didn't call anybody out by name that, that she feels like they botched up. I mean, she Kenny, done. that's about it. Well, no, no, no. I mean, when I mean, like when she's talking about the diversity stuff, she's mm-hmm. not like bringing up, you know, she's not throwing anybody else's name under the bus. Who's still. Out the yeah, market, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also. I think the reason why this comes off again, we're talking about like a genuine unsolicited straight up, you know, no, you know, non sugar coated point of view is because she could have sat there and been like, I should have been woman's champ, da, 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 da. But that she didn't say any of that. You know what I mean? Um, I think she's been in the game long enough to know that that's not the type of narrative though. You know what I mean? That's going to, yeah, that's not going to, yeah, you it's know, not, I mean? it's not going to help your cause. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's and true. I think she's wise enough to take that step back. And like you said, I think it is a general issue, if one at all. My only problem with, I think, the way it was broadcasted is I feel like it's kind of muddy because on one side, it appears she's trying to um, confront perhaps a diversity issue or a race issue. Personally, on the diversity, I mean, from Sunny Kiss to Janella to Marco Stunt to a luchador dinosaur and everything in between. I don't think diversity is a problem. Um, I think maybe having people that know how to book from a perspective, which I'm sure we'll touch on that in a little bit, you know, from the black perspective or whatever it is. I think maybe that's what it is. Cause I, I, when you, when I read, Oh, big soul and Kenny Omega bumped heads on how to book big soul. You bet your ass. They did. Kenny Omega don't know how to, he spent half his life in Japan. Uh, she don't, she don't, I mean, like, and, and no shade, no shade, no shade to the to this contingent because I'm part of it. But like, so I don't play video games. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they they couldn't be more opposite. Yeah, exactly. Opinion. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but my thing is, she also talked about there being issues with the structure of AEW. So I was going to say, is, like, do you think she moves also in office as well? You know what I mean? Yeah, Not just yeah, like. But that's you know, the thing yeah. is I feel like there was so much said that you don't know which direction to go. And like, is it a diversity issue or are you leaning towards the structural issue? And then I think it's kind of weird when she says not everyone's creative. And I'm like, then why are you in this business? Because like being a wrestler isn't being a construction worker, a carpenter, a doctor. It's not practical like that. There's a lot yeah. of moving parts and you constantly got to reinvent yourself. So to be in a business like that, Will you say, well, not all of us are creative? I don't know if she's talking about herself, but no, it seems I, like I, a cop-out. I, I put like, it like this. This is how I took it when she said that. How many times have we performed, you know, we, we go to uh, a venue and there's an act there, right? And they have mm-hmm. the look, they have the pool, like they brought people. Mm-hmm. And then they get on the stage and they're they're not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I kind of look at it like there, that. There where, is where, good as the group of people they brought keep telling them they are whether they're yeah, lying or whatever. Well, yeah. yeah but i guess my main my main point of it is like you have someone that looks like they could have the tools but they you know what i mean like i'll like this mm-hmm. like uh say like lance archer 
his look yeah. sells him, right? But maybe, yeah. maybe his promos aren't, aren't aren't always on point. So maybe they, you know, like in a sense of creativity. Oh, but you know what? Maybe if we we put him with Jake, they could come up with something. Maybe he can come up yeah, with something yeah. for him. I mean, they can't. There, all there could be. be I guess I'm saying there could be people that are good in ring and they may have a little bit of charisma, but they need someone. I, th I think I brought it before off mic. Like even the rock needed a writer as you know, they, they had yeah. to bring in Brian, you know what I mean? At some yeah, point, not everyone's then, the rock in this situation, obviously, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's, 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 that's what I took from what she said with the creative stuff. But I also hear what you're saying. Like, yo, that's part of the game. Like that's part of the, one of the, the tools that you it, need to even get the, up there. So like how you get on the radar, if you're not even, yeah, you know I, I, mean? I guess my game. problem is the wording. When you say we're, you know, we don't have writers and we don't, we're not all creative. It just kind of sounds lazy. Yeah, I, can I, get, I think it's context. It's all about yeah. context where. Yeah. But I get what you're yeah. saying. I get if maybe you don't, you have all the tools, but not the navigation in which to use those tools. Some of these people but, are, are, aren't coming from experience with WWE. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's so the thing that I maybe wonder that's what it too, because she was. Uh, Ariel Monroe, but she wasn't ever yeah. officially signed. I, I think she did get released at some point. Yeah, but she, man, she there's people wasn't, who... <laughs> she wasn't showcased a lot. So I no no I no no no. It, maybe it's a maybe it's just a issue of some people can fly on their own if you give them the chance to, and other people are more comfortable with a structured system in place. So maybe it's just a matter of maybe you're working at the wrong place. I don't know. But that's I, all I, I don't think. know. I, I don't know. I, like I, I think maybe some people who haven't been able to even work at the other place may just, again, they're just not used to, like not everyone's going to have the intuition and the know-how of like an Enzo Amore to keep a book of stuff. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, very true. You know what I mean? Very so true. it's only not, certain yeah. people that, that, so that's, I think, you know, I mean, the, the, the day you depend on that limits your trajectory. I just feel oh, like you, I 100% believe that, but power to creative by doing that, and then you can only be as big as they as their next big idea, you know. So, I, I guess the only other thing, too, it could be on creative because it's like when you think about a guy like Peter Avalon, it's like you guys really thought this library thing was really was going to get over, like. Bro, you know what I mean? So, I feel like they're wasting her. Oh, yeah, but he's not going around talking about not being creative but i think it's when you're a journeyman or woman and you're on the indies for a long time you learn to ply your trade while learning constructively from other people but you're all you got you know so yeah i don't know but yeah um, no. yeah but the only other thing i wanted to comment on before i get into the the tony con responses because i know people are like you guys are talking about everything except for yeah the least portion no, we'll get it, there. right we'll um, get there. It's just the only thing I have to say about it just before we get into, you know, the response, because obviously that's more what Tony responded to was this accusation of like not putting, you know, any type of minority in any type of uh, flattering Beneficial position. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whatever, yeah. Right. Um, there's times where I can agree and other times where I think things just could have been booked better. But do I think that it's intentional all the time? No, mm -hmm. I do believe he does have his favorites. I also believe that he's still pretty new at this you know what i mean and just because he surrounds himself with people who who know how to do this doesn't mean that they also have everybody's uh best interest at heart either mm -hmm. they could have their favorites as well you know what i mean that's the thing he's new enough where he may not know when uh people are trying to leverage the room and try to get their guys over which is like some old school you know shit they used to do like in the hern days you know what i mean mm -hmm. just fucking um so I, I mean i think there could be a lot of different things i don't know if i'd necessarily would put the entire 
pile on the shoulders of Tony Khan. Yeah, he's the guy who's writing the checks, but um, I think that a lot of the mistakes he makes, he doesn't know that he's doing them either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because he seems like a guy that really is passionate, like a lot of people say. Yeah. And I don't think he is meaningful in wanting to make anybody feel like they're not included or they're not. Because, I mean, because the thing is, you could say that about a lot of people across the board that, that are still on the roster. And not all of them are of people of color. I mean, you named Joey Janela. You know yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's one guy, Kip, Kip Sabian. What is he doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, and we, so and they, he was you know, on the show last night. Kip was in the, was in the crowd randomly. So, okay, I didn't know if that was really him or someone that dressed up like him. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It could have been a fan. But no, I get And that's the thing. You know, Jim, if you get if you guys get a chance, all the listeners, if you guys listen to Cornette and Brian uh, last, they had a really good conversation about this, in my opinion. And I feel like it's kind of. I, I, I'm not mad at Jim's take on it. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to be, you, you want to be, you know, uh, clear. Cause yeah, she was, she was showcased fairly well in the first year of AEW, but AEW now is not, does not look the same as AEW did two years from now. So I agree. I agree. And, I mean, right. And yeah. so not everybody was TV ready, you know, and, 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 and still, still some not, yeah, I mean, even now still, still some not. Yeah. And you know I mean, I, mean so, the, I will say uh, shout out to uh, to Rated R because um, we were yeah. talking about a, a little bit where he was saying like, man, y'all y'all over here talking about like acting like she was like featured, like she was super duper like like we were talking about the tooth and nail match. Yeah, bro. And, 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 and how because people were out because people were out here trying to say that, man, Big Swole made uh, Britt Baker in that match. We're like that match didn't make nobody. That match no. did put put them both in worse situations. The buildup yeah. was fun, yeah. With her being, you know, in the in the wheelchair and her messing and pouring the messing with her and Rebel and pouring the trash on her. Some of those things were fun while they were still doing like the first daily uh daily play shows, yeah. But the match itself is their first. When you think about it, their very first cinematic match, you forget that that's the case. Yeah. Before the sting shit, and you're like, yeah, that wasn't really. It wasn't. It really wasn't horrible, but when it got to necessary. that whole, I'm gonna shoot you in With the range. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know. But yeah, I agree. We talked about the other day how she that was a big match for Swole to win, but there was no follow up, and Britt got to push arguably right after. You know. Yeah, so. and, and yeah, it just really it was honestly all for like it just wasn't necessary. But uh, mm. Tony Khan had a tweet. Uh, I don't know how quickly after this went out, but I'm sure right when it made his rounds, this is when he. And, and and just based on how how he tweeted, I, I like I said before, I feel like this was more of a an emotional answer. Which yeah, like you said, he's a passionate guy. To have passion, you have yeah, so, to be so, vulnerable. Yeah, and I feel like by doing that, and, and that's the thing. I think because he he's not used to like it's not like his football players are like man, fuck the con family. They let me go and did this and they cut me from the team. Like he doesn't. I don't know if he ever has to really deal with that. So for you know. Again, it's weird at one point where, like you said, it seemed like when they when it first came out that uh, Swerve had left, it was under like a- amicable terms. But yeah, this kind of came, this energy kind of came from out of nowhere, where he uh, he pretty much says the top two AEW execs are Brown, parentheses me and Mega, Jade. He starts naming uh, people: Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn. All won on TV this month. The TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. And then goes to hashtag AW Rampage Street Fight tonight, you know, because he's always, uh, you know, he's always uh, promoting for the next thing. But we talked about this response. I mean, 
it, it just had a lot of different degrees of uh, emotion on this. But even, you know, shout out to McFly. You know, he just felt like the whole name dropping was like basically naming what? I love black people. I have like 100 black friends. I have Jamal, Reggie, Walter. <laughs> Deshante, yeah, Draymond Green, um, Drummond, <laughs> yeah, like you know, and, and I, I, I get that as well because that's the, honestly it came off a little bit like that. I don't doubt. I mean, I don't. Uh, I, I won't. I won't disagree with the TBS tournament has been a bit diverse, even though when you look at a lot of the people who got the buys, it was kind of telling. Um, but the whole I let Swole's contract expire. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, that's kind of hard to argue, though, because Statlander got a buy. Nyla got saying. a buy. Oh, you yeah, know? okay, that's true. And and uh, and it was based on win-loss record. Yeah, you know I, I mean? think wasn't... Jade got a buy, too, right? I believe so. I think yeah. so, if we're talking win-loss record. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have Thunder Rosa in there. We did have Sheeta mm-hmm. in there. Um, yeah, we had a few people, man. I feel like it was diverse. They used their whole, you know, we didn't get Brooke, uh, not Brooke Hogan, but... um. The other Hogan, Kira, yeah, Kira Hogan. I was we, we didn't get the, uh, we didn't, speaking of which, we also didn't get like someone like Diamante, which yeah, I honestly don't know what she's been doing either. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, just the I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. That that's what set everybody ablaze, yeah. Um, it was people petty. were going, people, yeah, people were going back and forth with it, people were like. Yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, she was nothing special, which that's totally opinion. And, and, it, and if that's if, mm-hmm. if that's you know how you feel, uh, then you know what I mean. I'm not going to sit here and try to change your mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I I give her a little bit more credit than what I I was seeing. I mean, I'm not saying she was like you know the I don't want to call her like the black Charlotte Flair and like you know what I mean. But it's like you know I know people have their ways of measuring this stuff. You know what I mean? Or, or, yeah. or they, they have their own criteria, right? But I wouldn't mm-hmm. be like, you know, not give her any like 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 basically they're they're almost kind of computing that what they what they correlated as her in-ring skill also equated to the validity of her of her statements. You know what I mean? It's um, just tough to do cuz even Cornette was talking about, you know, it'd be different if it was Baker or Deeb or somebody or Sheeta or someone that's been showcased on TV for a longer time saying this. And he was even saying, I don't know if her argument will go as far as she thinks it will because of her spot, because it does sort of come off like sour grapes based on lack of opportunity, which kind of happens in any aspect of wherever you're employed at, you know what I mean? But it, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I, I like Swole. I always fought for Swole. I do. We yeah. talked about her a lot in the trios chat. I would always try to pitch. And she, she also got a pretty you decent uh, reaction when she'd come out too. You know yeah, I mean, I mean Which, she had a great song, great presence. It just yeah. thought she was missing something, whether it's tightening up the in ring a bit or it's just something. That, I even remember thinking she should get because I thought maybe the moment Jade walked in, that might have destroyed the whole big Swole perception because Swole isn't Swole. You know what I mean? I know oh, I see. What you're, she, if anything, she's more swelled than swell. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I see and it, and I even remember I was like, maybe she should get pumped and get a little, you know, bicep going and be on some, some little, may, get some may, maple leaf muscle. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and be like, this is little swell, and this, this is, is I'm big, big swell or something. You know? I but, mean, it's like, oh, you want some a big swell and a little swell? You know yeah. What I mean? like, no, but I'll be honest. The tweet though, going back to the tweet, it's three different tweets that should have been two different tweets. 
Yeah. With none of them mentioning Swole. It should have just been about, okay, if you got to defend yourself, defend yourself and talk about the tournament. And then the next one, promote the street fight. It looks totally tacky to be like, yeah, and the wrestling sucks. But hey, go women's wrestling tonight. You know what I mean? Like, hey, hey, and don't forget, I'm brown. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Uh, and and the, 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 another reason, uh, the other other side of it, a lot of people thought this was, like you said, kind of petty, uh, mm-hmm. a zinger, you know, kind of unprofessional at best. I, I would think so because that's the thing is, like I said, like it seemed like it was more amicable the way that they both sides uh, announced the split, and uh, from you know, if if I'm not uh, uh, mistaken, I believe that there was. Um, you know, open door open offered. door type of situation yeah, yeah. and this, this was even crazier this this, this is a, a direct quote from your from uh tony media scrum con um quote she's a great wrestler she's got a great personality i think in the ring she's gotten better and she can continue to get better she has risen up she has had a great record in 2020 and reached the top contender at one point and she got a title shot she didn't beat Sheeta, but she had a great match and she had a lot of great matches i really like swole this is from Tony, I believe, in like either early 2021 or the end of 2020. So that's Probably, why I'm like, yeah. I'm like, for you to be like, oh yeah, we just waited out because uh, your wrestling wasn't worth worth, worth the the money uh, we we paid you for. Yeah, it. he I mean, did, like, he got his feelings hurt. He he wasn't ready yeah. for that kind of. And yeah. and that's I think yeah he think, yeah. He got he blindsided felt, in he, his he, in his perception. I think he got blindsided by it. You know, and and the thing is, is like you know, there were several people you know that were rushing or trying to get other people uh who are employed employed in the company not you know obviously uh swole can say what she wants but she's outside the company so mm. people again like you said are going to have their own take on what the motive is so a lot of people were trying to get a call to arms dude like you know uh people were calling out you know like hobbs and leo rush which both actually uh, responded i believe hobbs he kind of just spoke for himself which i can't yeah. be, i can't hate him on but man he was like this whole thing a lot of people are kind of asking why Tony has yet to address what he said, because the thing is, even though he may not see any of it and I'm, I'm reading some of this stuff, like both a lot of people, you know, as far as I saw both like Hobbs and Swole, but other people who are choosing to comment on this, who are people of color are getting very, very nasty uh, DMS out of this. Like, yeah, people are calling Hobbs a Sambo, uh uncle tom type stuff i heard jade got called out too and she's already had hers you know run with twitter and it's yeah yeah exactly and and the thing is that a lot of people were kind of asking where she was at because part of the reason she got off she got off of twitter i should say is because she was getting into it daily with her opinions about more or less the same thing yeah um and so she responded too the only thing i saw her say was y'all mad (laughs) yeah uh i'm green as money but y'all mad because I beat your favorite. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, talk your shock. You know what I mean? I'm not like, mad at that. Now, yeah. Also, like, she was how- talking about how, you know, she got the opportunity to wrestle with, sh- you know, just she basically did the same thing. What I did. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. She said yeah. that she, she she had like kind of a choice. Like I, I could have went, you know, with, I, I decided to go with a brand new startup company. And, 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 you know, as opposed to a company that's been doing it for years, they they gave me the opportunity to hire me that, you know what I mean? Like they. So, yeah, and I honestly, I think her and Hobbs kind of did the same thing where they both like were just saying, look, this is what they've done for me. You yeah. know what I mean, I understand why y'all are upset, but yeah. you have to understand that they I have a loyalty to some of the things that they've done for me that you guys may not know. 
And it's yeah. not that you guys aren't really supposed to know. It's not for yeah. you to know. It's not for the public eye. But, you know, it, you know, it, I, I get both sides, especially if mm-hmm. you're hired. Yeah. You know, you're working for this company like you. And you hear in like a certain narrative, maybe it's not brought on by swell, but you start to see the swell of it start to yeah, kind of take no. over. Yeah, yeah I, I get I get wanting to jump in front of that. Yeah, there's you know an I mean? argument if you can, there, especially. But yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there, there's people again, people are going to feel different. And, and, yeah. And as far as where how far their, their loyalty lies with, with stuff like that. And I'm not saying either of them are wrong, but there was someone that was taking umbrage. Uh, who I guess he's he's signed, but he's not signed. I can't really. He got the handshake. I think it's deal. on a handshake deal. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, Leo Rush, who friend of know, the show, friend of the show, alumni, even alumni of the show. Yeah, he um, he was a little upset about this, man. He definitely was. He um, basically was demanding for like an apology, I believe. Yeah, a lot of people said, you know what, if that was any other company, where. A, a person was let go by their CEO and then someone that still worked there publicly demanded an apology from their employer that that guy would be gone. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean, but wrestling is the traveling circus of entertainment. So yeah, we've seen it's a little bit different. Things. Yeah. I mean, I mean he, he had a few tweets. He said, quote, I'm not cool with any of this shit, to be honest. Uh, he had the, you know, in all caps, apologize now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even preceding that one, he had said, I think he said somebody's got to stand yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. He said, pray. he says, if nobody says something, then I will because this is fucked up. And now I'm pissed. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah, bro. When I got that, it was clearly like Leo Rush has entered the chat. That's how kind of how it felt. And Which, it just felt like see, it better, I'm not mad. Keep but it's he's like, like, I'm gonna go get my new you? friend Mark Henry on y'all. But it, I don't know. I just feel like Leo's always always weighing in when the he might not necessarily need to, but yeah. I mean, he's especially a on Twitter. Co- he is a person of color, and he has yeah. been working with someone like Dante the last couple of weeks, but then like just vanished. You guys see, uh, by the way, uh, Bobby Lashley clearly does not know what AW is because he was on, he was interviewed and was saying, I love Leo Rush, man. I'm trying to find him. We need to bring him back. I don't know where he's working at. And it's like, what? Nah, he knows. He's just saying that. Yeah, he got to. Be. But, but uh, I, I will say, like I said, and um, Swole is still getting like she, ugh, dude. She got a, a live tweet. Like this wasn't even hidden in the DM. Someone just literally hit her up and said, "I hope Big Swole unalives herself. Fuck her. She sucks. Unalives herself. What does that mean? Kill to kill herself." <laughs> Is that the way they write it? So I, I get this. This must be like these these Reddit neckbeard dudes that have oh, an yeah. opinion. Mama's basement guys. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 they I got, got the threads of opinions and shit. And but it's like, yo, what the, on like you really like? Is it that deep that you want someone to kill themselves? Like, but you gotta realize that's you know same thing with um what's her name that ended up taking her life because of cyberbullying. Some people oh, just yeah, live tomorrow. for that shit. You know, it's, like like it's a poor choice of words, but it's almost like, like it's such this scalp that oh we did that. Like yeah. it's the same thing with cancel culture, bro. It, it's yeah, there's it's a more, weird pride. It, it's it's, it. it's less about the the intention and more about yeah the uh, the, the effect and result. Claim yeah, the fame despite, behind it, yeah, yeah right? it, regardless of the of the collateral damage. But to add to Leo, absolutely, Rush, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what you said, yeah. Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. 
Oh, yeah, no, I was going to say that Leo Rush, I do have a clarification uh, message he posted on his social media since then. Seeming, seems like he may have had a sit down with uh, TK since then. He says, quote, I want this to be clear. I do not consider this to be a diversity issue. And I at no point have thought or said that AEW or Tony is racist. We can all clearly see that wrestling as a whole and the AEW roster is perpetually diverse. The issue at hand was a racial insensitivity issue. Having spoken to Tony and Mega, we have discussed the endeavors to further understand the struggles of the black community. I am grateful to be able to understand more about Tony and Mega's own ethnic backgrounds and glad that they are actively seeking input from an African-American perspective. I am proud to work for a boss and company that try to make these strides in social equality. I look forward to working with Tony to keep making steps towards positive change. And I pray that 2022 is a year of positive change in all aspects. Happy New Year and God bless. Hashtag be the change. So I would have take definitely taken out the I am proud or I am happy to work yeah. for a company. I would have take I would have left the, the end part about like I, I looked forward to continue working with Tony to continue making strides this way. Yeah, because um, right when you say that, it sounds like Tony oh, asked you to. It's a, it sounds like a total press release. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, and, and don't give Tony crap. It's all good. You know what I mean? It, that's how it seems. Well, like, I mean, it's weird because I'm trying to figure out where in that argument, and in, in, in terms of what his response was, the, where the the racial. What do you say? Uh, how do you explain it? Uh, the the racial uh, racial insensitivity issue. I, I don't see where it was in that tweet. I really don't. I mean, he called himself brown. So I don't, I don't know. The, I think that's you know the most I mean? insensitive thing he did. I, I, he didn't I was say, say, yeah, yeah. I let her contract run out because she's black. Like, yeah, exactly. That, that. That's what I was going to say. Know? So I'm not too sure what the whole, I'm like, would you do come through and bring like, uh, you know, prof, uh, professor Griff and, uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the rest of the public enemy with you. And, you know, I, I had some of the, uh, the soldiers from, uh, from Islam <laughs> in the room. Like, so Tony, how, <laughs> can we, how can we get to a common medium? My friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, How do we get of, to the who, common ground? <laughs> like, who was at the summit? Who was at the AEW Equality Summit? Who? Yeah, it's like was was uh, was Prince Nana there? Was they had, um, people were already like yeah, trying to turn it into like a, 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 a angle like yeah, what we need is uh, Ron Sims to come out pissed off and just like nah. one by one. I'm like, no, nah, man. Why? Yeah. Then, then someone tweeted, "Why is everybody wanting to recreate the Nation of Domination so bad?" <laughs> like, I was like, "Why not?" Strong black group. I feel that, but it could be uh, presented a different way. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Oh, it's Nod 2.0. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's got to be. It's the new Nod. (laughs) Like, you know, less radical and more modern. But yeah, yeah, that was that was what we. I know we didn't want to go too long on Duke Swole. Yeah, yeah. I just want to at least bring it up, man, because again, a lot of people feel a lot lot of different ways. But yeah, um, I am definitely. Oh, and and that's one thing I'll say. If what he said is true with Leo Rush, that's all we ask. Having having some sort of representation or someone yeah. there to give that kind of input, we talked great. about it earlier. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Whether that means having some like, dude, I don't know. I don't care if that means like if Jay Lethal's there to not wrestle and he's back there booking. You know what I mean, or to help write yeah. or try to get people to relate to a certain journey and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, whatever it is, like, you know. It seems like they let a lot of these guys be them, but they can also, you know, back to the creative situation, they can also use some great minds to help the stories connect with the fans. And I know it's a different fan base, um, but 
I can point out, I mean, that it's not just the Leo Dante thing. There's a lot of other stuff we can point out that were just pointless yeah. for certain, mm-hmm. you know, other people too. Not just people, not just black people, you know what I mean? Different talents throughout the whole year. I mean, again, like, like J- <laughs> Jack Evans is like damn near non-existent at this point. So it's not oh, just, man. you know, it's, it's, it's a rash of the same treatment to a lot of different people. Yeah, um, I don't how, think it's race specific whatsoever. Yeah, it's I don't a log so. jam situation. She said it. Yeah, they don't have not, a lot of space, and we've been talking yeah, about that space. for the last probably year. Mark's yeah. been, you know, he he coined that phrase on the show. It existed before, but you get what I mean. And we've been adding logs to that fire ever since, man. So, but yeah, but you know what? We're gonna move on a little bit. Um, get into some updates. Uh, first up, we have uh, a possible update on uh, the goddamn man uh, himself, uh, John Moxley, the the the, the mm-hmm. bacon cooker, if you will, the, 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 the death a, rider, the death rider, the, the, the purveyor of violence, babe. There we go. I was gonna, I was gonna say it's always it's always a insider at least yeah. once well, or if, twice. If you if any of those listening have read the book, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, that's ahead. true. Uh, but it's noted that uh. Not this past Saturday, I believe this was probably a week ago. Um, Homicide uh, won the Do or Die Rumble at GCW's Die For, uh, or I'm sorry, to Die For, uh, to earn a shot at uh, GCW World Championship, which still the champion uh, is John Moxley. Um, mm. And it, I don't know, it's it's a lot of people. So that match is supposedly going to be taking place. Uh, they said this supposed to be like this. Uh, what is it? The second or third week of. January because they're, they're saying it's supposed to go down at, at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Uh, oh, oh sorry, yeah. Here, here it goes. January 23rd at the Hammerstein Ballroom. That's the it's, it's being, you know, promoted. Uh, but AW is yet to officially announce Moxley's return of any kind. So pretty much people are going by like, you know, GCW made the announcement, but they're saying, well, I mean, until we see AEW or John. Or yeah. Him, you know, kind of confirm it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so a lot of people are thinking maybe, I mean, obviously the Cleveland show is coming up for AW, and even though he's more from Cincinnati, yeah. I mean, Cleveland, I mean, uh, Ohio's Ohio. So a lot of people think Gargano supposedly may be popping up. Yeah. So and I was knows? even going to add, I noticed in the, uh, he was shown slightly in the, um, if you want to call it the promotional trailer for the TBS move. Last yeah, I did week. see that. And so I, I found that to be a little curious because you, we haven't really seen much of him lately. So that'll be interesting to see what happens, man. But that that will be a good matchup. Uh, we'll say Homicide versus Moxley. That'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I so. mean, you got the one of the Ring of Honor's like originals there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's a lot of. Uh, it's almost like I, I would even love to see like Homicide and, and Kingston. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah it's definitely interesting. Um, especially uh, m- more updates for you right now. As far as uh, this is more on the injury side, quote All unquote. Right. Um, Fightful has learned that uh, AEW star Miro has been working through an injury. Um, not a whole oh. lot of details on what the actual injury is. It may be possibly the, the leg. I know he's been, you know, coming into matches with the leg uh, taped up. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that's what I seen last time. But yeah, I thought that was worth uh, noting. I mean, obviously, we haven't seen him except for um, the vignette that they dropped on what was it, New Year's Smash? Yeah, I believe, I believe on, so. On Rampage. Yeah. Um, obviously he had a, a belated birthday on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. So Miro Day. It's Miro Day. Uh and this was a little bit more serious. Kevin Owens and family have uh tested positive for COVID. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, he put out a, a post saying COVID has hit her household. So far, only I, I've tested positive. But since uh, me reading this, I did already see that his wife had also tested positive. Uh, he said that his son, Owen, is starting to uh, show, show symptoms as well. Uh, he says, people, please get your booster. I put it off and my symptoms are not fun. Uh, he lists fever, horrible body aches, says, I know several people that have gotten their booster and uh, we're pretty much asymptomatic or, or as- is it asymptomatic. Yeah. Yeah. Asymptomatic. Yeah. yeah he's, he spelled it wrong here. That's why uh, he's asymptotic. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm reading. I'm saying the word right, but it's not reading correctly yeah. in my head. Uh, he said, basically, uh, he, people have been proven to be a- asymptomatic when they've gotten COVID recently. But yeah, um, a few Damn. people have been uh, reaching out, you know, as- asking if him and his family are OK. That's so, really unfortunate, man, because him and Roman were notable names who were very concerned with the um, testing process and the mask. Yeah, because you know, that, uh, that is one thing to comment on is they recently, I guess, stopped doing testing. Yeah. And I guess AEW did too, but theirs is different. Not not to jump on their you know side of it. It seems WWE's not doing any testing while AEW are only doing testing for those that are still choosing not to be vaccinated. So if they're vaccinated, they're not testing. Yeah. Which is not exactly. always, you know, that's not a fail. No, I mean, that, that's the healthy alternative that jobs are supposed to provide. But if they're privately owned, like my job was, they forced you, if you didn't do it, you would have to get canned. So, but yeah. Those mother, they, they're trying to fuck on me. <laughs> uh, one last no, thing. No, I, I do oh, hope uh, his family gets better, though. That, that's oh, absolutely. Scary. I mean, he did just have a, a fatal four-way match on Monday. They just ran the original four-way match back oh, okay. on Monday just to, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, crown another uh, a new number one contender for Brock. So I don't know yeah. if you heard about that. It's official. Brock versus Bobby. One-on-one for the title. Oh, okay. At Rumble? I believe so. Mm. I believe so. Well, if it's, Bobby if it's, ain't if going it's Brock, it's definitely not going to be on, on TV, so. Yeah, you know, oh. but um, but yeah, I'm hoping everything's cool because when you think about the, the reason I bring up the four way matches, he was there on Monday in a in a ring with three other guys, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm hoping mm-hmm. uh, everyone else is uh getting checked out as well, just for yeah, the safety seriously. Of everything. Um, the last thing I had here, um, before I know you're gonna get into the, the recent uh NXT stuff, yeah, uh, this is just worth noting because I know we don't uh, really comment too much on stuff outside of the US. In terms of wrestling, unless uh, something really noteworthy, but uh, the Rainmaker, uh, Kashuchka Okada, Okada. has recently said that he wants to face uh, Brian Danielson and CM Punk while they're still active, right? That's that's what he said. And I don't know if I, I think I sent it in the chat, but we did get a response from CM Punk, who uh, basically said, here's my address, come see me. And drops the address and adds Rainmaker on Twitter. I so, did see that. Interesting, interesting. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe anything comes from that. But you know, we've seen that that uh, forbidden door. I mean, it hasn't been kicked down in a while. But yeah, know. no, you're, you're right. Um, and I think it's because we had heard like the Impact relationship had dried up already. That's why we're not seeing the Good Brothers. I mean, Callus isn't with Impact anymore anyway. But I thought that was curious how he's gone. Uh, and Omega's gone too, but you know, he's not gone, gone. I think maybe Callus doesn't have a reason to be on screen right now, so who knows? But, yeah, with uh, yeah, Kenny, yeah, yeah, with Kenny gone, yeah, just I mean, yeah. And I mean, we talked about the prospect of Gresham maybe showing up to defend his title against Danielson. We talked about 
them boys, you know, they called out with another video. When and where? When and where? Yeah, yeah. He had to, when he, and where? He's like, hold on, hold the camera. I got to put this hat on. Like, I'm like, he really got it. He like walked off. He, lo- he loves that, that hat, though, because yeah. I think it's his 14 time or whatever it is. Yeah, so. it, it's, a, it, it's one of those. I'm, I'm like, that must be a one-on-one, and they ain't selling them. You're like, got to remind these boys <laughs> who they mm-hmm. dealing with. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's, uh, that's all I had for that. Um, I guess, uh, time to get to the, the recent cuts, which, uh, yeah. you, uh you have some, uh, information about. Um, yeah. It's, uh, what the IWC or some of the media outlets are kind of calling the purge of NXT, um, mostly because it seems like, and has been confirmed as such by, you know, many people who spoke directly to Fightful. That it seems like these moves were a direct uh, mission to start basically getting rid of all the Triple H era of hires, um, which is why names like Road Dog and William Regal, um, I guess, are serving as big examples of that, despite everyone was under the impression that Willie Riggs was going to be exempt from anything like that but of course that's not the, you know yeah the direct quote from triple h i believe uh earlier it was like july of 2021 was regal is going to work for nxt as long as he wants to be here gotcha and then it was like <laughs> no it's actually how long we want him to be here it's like <laughs> oh like but look anyone that picks him up for any reason yeah Man, that's all. I, I mean, you know, yeah, like, yeah, we'll see. But here's the uh, the full list, uh, you know, backstage personnel, corporate personnel as well. Um, you know, there was uh, obviously Will, uh, William Regal, rep- famed referee, uh, producer as well. Scott Armstrong, his brother, Ryan Armstrong, a road dog as well. Um, writers, uh, Christopher Guy, Ryan Katz, George Carroll. Uh, we also had senior vice president of consumer products, uh, Sarah Cummings, was also uh, relieved. That was, I believe, reported, um, I think that was by Ringside uh, as well. But uh, someone that I didn't, well, I don't think I was under the impression actually worked worked with WWE. I thought he worked closely was Gabe Sapolsky. Um, yeah, I, I'm wondering if maybe, because I know he helped with Evolve, correct? Yeah, it says he he was hired. Uh, it, it said he was the original booker for Ring of Honor, which a lot of us know. Later founded Evolve, which WWE purchased, and then yeah, he that's what I was, was okay. hired as a consultant for NXT in 2018. And he's been uh, oh, working wow. so creative. He's, so he's been apparently two, three years? recent months. He he did some producing as well. Apparently, that's cool. So. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I figured maybe the Evolve thing was probably his way in because I was thinking they absolved a lot of. Of, of uh the workers from there you know whether you want to say Shotzi, briggs um yeah i, I think if i'm a lot of guys i, think, I would I say Hayes from the uh too. from the break of the, the that second breakout tournament you know yeah so, you're right yeah but uh yeah and as of as of this writing uh there has not been an internal memo sent around like you would hear about usually that highlights what names have been released and why um but they have given a statement directly to fightful and pw insider saying quote With the continued evolution of NXT 2.0, we've decided to part ways with some of the staff based in our performance center. We thank them for the many contributions throughout the years and wish them the best. Um, And like I said, you know, a lot of people felt that uh, backstage staff 
that spoke directly to FIFO felt like this was directly intended to get rid of those Triple H hires. Um, the one thing I wanted to add to this is, you know, recently you heard Scotty Tuhati left about a month ago. Yeah, I was going to say I, I did. I did have uh, some quotes from him regarding why he left too. I don't know if you. Uh, I'm guessing this is where you're going with this. Uh, I don't have a quote, but I mean, he's kind of said since, you know, and he, I know he had just had a cool little shot over at GCW with Janela the other day. Yeah, he did. But uh, he, he basically said that he saw the writing on the wall and that's what led to his departure about a month ago or so. So he's not surprised about what happened. I don't know if he's a Triple H hire, but he's definitely one of those. I'm going to get out of here before they get me out of here type of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he, he says here that it just was a lot of it was him being a coach and, you know, obviously some of these talents, he, you know, mm. he works so close to them. Like they're like kids to him. Yeah. And then it's like one day he's talking to him and then the next day they're finding out at the same time on over the internet that they're not with the company anymore. And he's like, dude, I, I, it's just, it was just too much for him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, Cause how are you supposed to look at those people in the eye? They talked to a day ago and then they're, they're gone and he has no idea, but it's funny. You said something about coaches. That's the last part of this is that um, two names that were released who coincidentally have been working as coaches during their time off from TV and were Timothy Thatcher and Danny Birch. Oh, wow. Okay. And so what's weird about that is they were told directly by WWE officials that talent would be exempt from the round of cuts this time, but they're coaches now. Oh, so that's, that's something that's fucking yeah. That a lot of people don't really have a, uh, you know, and additionally, there weren't any creative plans in place for either man, but this is also a little bit more curious on the talent side, like the claim of they'd be, you know, exempt is because Hatchiman uh, has also been released. And which is, he, he, he was, was just, he just was on TV. Yeah. I was going to say, was gonna say he showed up every other week. He's shown up with Diamond Mine, but he's yeah, not a talent. You know, Dude, I don't know. But so. like he hasn't been featured. And then I don't know where he I was going to I bring him up, you know, in my notes about how he shows up with the rest of Diamond Mine. So for them to do that. Oh, so he was I, just there on Tuesday. He was just three days, two days ago, I guess, three days when this comes out. Yeah. That's you know crazy. I mean? uh, yeah. The last thing I did want to bring up is uh, uh, Scotty did say this about the new direction of NXT. It might be different now, but when I left there a month ago, they wanted young. I know what they are doing. They're doing trials for people who have never done this. They are hiring all these college athletes, and I've always said that you can't teach passion. You need passion to do this. No matter how much money you're making, if you're on the road doing 200 shows a year and you're traveling, which adds about 50 days, you're looking at about 250 to 300 days a year on the road. No matter what kind of make, uh, money you're making, you need passion. I think at some point it will swing back the other way, and they will go, wait a minute, where are all the men at? We need the men. And then you will see a bunch of guys come in who are a little bit older and more experienced, Putting green on green on live television can be dangerous. Ooh. Mm. I hear that. You know we what? Talked a lot about of it. Yeah. We... Looking, looking at this as, you know what? If this is, you know, now that some of the Triple H fixtures are kind of out of the way and this is actually, they have room to it's actually, actually wall. Or, or, or to go forward, I mean, with this actual new vision for NXT, a lot of people are at least hopeful that, okay, well, if it, fails you can't blame triple h and if it doesn't fail then maybe that's what they wanted the whole time you know so i don't i mean and i get it because when we first heard about the pc we were like man this is going to be like like we what they wanted to be now is what it was always supposed to be so i get you know why you know they're like dude we've been kind of just 
letting you run your own promotion for seven years, eight years, instead of doing what we were supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? But at the same time, well, it feels like it they, feels they like haven't Con came in and was like, oh, you know what this needs? I, I need to itemize everything. It seemed like they did a uh, they, they, they audited. They audited. Right the whole, yeah, they, they just did a huge audit on like, well, we don't need all these dumbbells, do we? Yeah, we're, this is a training we way, facility. We, we yeah. have more trainees than lockers. We got to yeah, get them all a, out. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't and a production studio. This is a training facility. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a studio show. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know, like it's the, the fact that it, it looks like it's a direct shot or you know whatever you know a direct message. Or it's I, don't, I mean we we know WWE to be petty because even like you know not to go back, but that was the other thing I didn't like with the the swell situation is like right when it hit the fan, the WWE Twitter posted a picture of Bianca and Sasha from WrestleMania, and it was like. Like, we'll, we'll, uh, we always remember this moment. And I'm like, oh, oh y'all super petty. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's so like oh, we, we do it right. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all just had, you post that and then Big E just loses. Yeah. <laughs> all this other shit. But, uh, but yeah, man, and that's, uh, that's the news. That's the news. Yes, um, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to tell uh, all y'all about the video shoot I got going down this yes, Sunday. Sir. If you're in the SoCal area. If you're in the SoCal area, hit, hit hit me up, man. You know what I mean? The DMs is open, and I'll let you know if we could uh we could use you. Um, just need some extras, pretty much, man. Um, and yeah, man. people, we need people to come out. Great energy, be the greatest. Yeah, great energy. Be everything that embodies a wrestling fan. Go nuts, go crazy, bring the passion. It's gonna be a fun time. Hit up Quincy Jones, DM him right now, man. It's going down this weekend, this Sunday, man. We'll be right back. Hey, yo, what's going on, man? It's Quincy Jones Go, and I want to thank y'all again for checking out my brand new song, No Mercy, man. Y'all been listening to it, streaming it, sharing it. I've been just appreciating the love, and all around the support's been mad dope. And again, man, not only am I back in the music, your boy, Doc Lesnar tagged your boy in. I got the hot tag. I'm back in the booth, back on stage pretty soon. But also the album is dropping as well, so you know we got to get the visuals on point. And to my next point, we're going to be doing a final scene for the No Mercy video shoot going down uh, this Sunday in Burbank, man. Again, if you're in the SoCal area, hit me up, man. We're looking for a few more extras, you know, just to come through and play wrestling fans, bring that energy, man. And that's it. You know what I mean? We, you know how we do, baby. We going all out. We, we don't do nothing less. I ain't looking for no half-steppers, no half-assers. I'm looking for people that's going to bring that energy. Uh, DM me uh, on Instagram, either at... Uh, the Quincy Jones Show or at Quincy Jones Go. Uh, again, man, uh, I'd love for y'all to play a part. Y'all always show me love, and I love to kind of reciprocate that and uh, invite y'all out. And uh, yeah, man, again, video shoot going down this Sunday, 10 a.m. Hit me up, and uh, I love to welcome y'all to the Quincy Jones Show. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? Yeah. We are back. What is going on, man? Yo, yo. I'm new year. Yeah. New yeah. Year's uh, a new evil? Is that? I don't know. Is this thing on? New evil for the new year, dog. There we go. Evil for the lads. <laughs> new evils for the lads. No new friends, but some new evils are all right. Like, nah, I don't. I, I, I'm gonna get through this as quick as I can, because you know I'm such a huge fan of uh, the 2.0 brand. 
Ha-ha. Bars. Ha-ha. Um, but, you know, it wasn't a bad card. I mean, they didn't have a, a whole bunch of extra hoopla, like, you know, where they usually stack everything and interrupt everybody. Um, but there were some... There were there were there were some ballyhoo. I, I, I can't I can't I can't uh, negate the fact that there was some ballyhoo it, present. It was a TV pick, right? So it, it was. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, because since I forgot, WWE is calling them premier events now. They're no longer pay per views. Did you hear about that? They announced that during uh, Nah. Lines. Just keep moving. I can't even comment on the that. The premier <laughs> event, Royal Rumble. Ah uh, man, what is that? Whatever. Anyways, uh, we opened up the night with the title unification match: Carmelo Hayes versus Roderick Strong. Uh, like I noted earlier, Hatchman was a part of the entrance. Uh, we saw the full diamond mine. Uh, it was Rock La Familia, baby. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah, I mean, Bivens for sure. <laughs> I mean, on paper, we knew what this was, man. Uh, we've seen them go at it before. But um, it was a great competitive match between the two, man. It started off with the old fashioned one upsmanship with the, the lockups and uh, battling for tentacle uh, supremacy. Uh, then we get all the go-to spots for both men. You know, we got Carmelo with the, the springboard diving clothesline. Uh, he even uh, counters out of the end of heartache by landing on his feet. It was actually pretty ill. Oh, shit. Um, okay. Yeah, like, like like Roddy actually was on his back with his knees up looking for the backbreaker. And he would just oh, like, I just realized. You, why you, aren't you here? <laughs> I just realized you said this opened the show, which I can imagine. Those two are athletes, man. Yeah, it, it was like I said, it wasn't anything we haven't seen from both of these men before. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Roddy, he just ran an exhibition with the backbreakers, the forearms, the Olympic slam, uh, even busted out the old stronghold again. Uh, make sure you got that knee oh, okay. all up in that back. You know what I mean? But uh, <laughs> the, the finish was kind of weird here, man. I ain't going to lie. Um, because and it's, that's, I guess that's the theme of the night because there's some shit. Uh, finish was kind of weird because Roderick Strong hits a top rope X-plex, like no lie. Like it looks like he's trying oh, to hit, shit. hit like a – like he like imagine him being the guy on the outside for the superplex, not the one mm-hmm. on top going for the ride, but the one sending the guy for the ride. Yeah, yeah. But then he like kind of he like jumps, you know, it's weird. Like he jumps in back of him, but he does like the the money clip pretty much, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I, to me, I was like, oh, he was just trying to hit like a end of heartache version, you know, off the top rope mm-hmm. without the knees, mm-hmm. whatever. But like Carmelo, like like they're both out, like momentarily, right? Mm-hmm. You know, even commentary has the whole, oh, man, which man got the worst of that one? You know, you know, the yeah, yeah. Go-to. but like Carmelo, like pops up and drapes an arm over Roddy for a near fall. But I was like, wait, but you're the one who got the move done on. you." Yeah, that's great. You know what I mean? So it was weird that he got up before he did. And then he climbed like after the near fall, he just goes to the corner and climbs to the top rope. It hits the diving leg drop for the win. Just yeah. like that. Becoming double champion, unifying the North American and cruiserweight championships, but also uh, I guess it's now defunct, right? It's uh, no longer. I, I would assume so. It's the unified. So we'll see if it just becomes just the North American. If they're going to come up with some stupid name for it, but <laughs> you got to it down to a chain. That, that, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not mad that Hayes won. I think that's the right move given what's going on. But um, it's about now. It's like what happens to Roderick now? You know? I mean, it's like. I think he'll be okay. I don't know. I think, I mean, because yeah. he, he's proven to be one of the few that's been okay. Yeah. Like, but in he's, terms he of, he might he be gotta, one of the guys you're talking about earlier that's got all the tools, but can't really promo. You know, sort of like Matt Seidel. You know? I mean, like, he just, all he needs is his, his anger translator, you know, Malcolm Bivens. Yeah. I think that's one of the best things that happened. <laughs> yeah. It was, be, I feel like 
if he's got to be charismatic, he's got to be surrounded by those kind of folks. You know, what I mean, the way he was, out. the way he was, he looked too during that last week. So he's like, "Hey, um, tell him, uh, tell him, kick my ass." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, that's right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Same, you, yeah. You didn't know I could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, we get you, you got a quick little backstage segment. We got Smasa Champa in the locker room, kind of you know Goldie getting ready for his. You're not getting ready for his match already, but you know, just mentally getting there. When he's yeah. approached by old acquaintance from the road and the Indies, AJ Styles, mm. Big Pop, they greet each other and uh, kind of just comment on each other's big match for the night. And that was pretty much it. Mm. As okay. AJ Styles comes out full gear, he cuts a promo about his debut in the Royal Rumble and going straight to Raw and SmackDown and, and going to WrestleMania and winning championships. It says that he always regretted never getting to come to NXT. And pits over the passion uh, of NXT in the crowd and says that he's not going to allow someone like Waller to take that away from the fans. Waller then interrupts and uh, he's in street clothes. And I'm like, what, what are we doing? Oh, and, wow. and, you know, he, he's in here claiming, you know, he lives rent free in AJ's head. He gives himself credit for the reason why AJ lost to Omos on Monday. Uh, Grayson basically says he's not going to face AJ tonight. And instead, uh, they said they need the they need the spotlight. They 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 got to they got to have the the big. This is a big money match. We'll do it next week in the main event on NXT on free TV. A week. Yeah. I mean, it would have been free TV anyway. But yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like we're gonna wait a week. Just I mean, was there a match yeah, for the big really, money match that we yeah. couldn't squeeze in? We we had to get one of these matches in there. We couldn't just make a room. Y'all usually are stepping all over each other on a regular day. But what yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. There, there is a dust up as uh, AJ gets the better of Waller with the jumping in Zaguri and teases the forearm before Waller uh, pretty much ducks out. Okay. At least got a dust up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they got to sell it. They yeah. gave us a reason to want to wait another week, you know? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We did get a Pete Dunn promo. He pretty much is. Uh, this is pretty good. Only reason why I bring it up. There's been times where other people have vignettes, but they're just, eh. Unless it's yeah. proceeding, like I'll add it to a match or condense it. Uh, but if it's not really leading to anything, like I told you last week, yeah, Tony D was on his couch just doing his thing. <laughs> you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he asked Tony D'Angelo if uh, he thinks taking out his hand uh, as he shows it's taped up uh, is the best that he got. He congratulates him for poking the bear and challenges him to uh, face him in another match to give him the opportunity to finish what he started. Uh, he says he's going to tear his arm out of his socket and stomp his smart mouth shut but also tells him to bring the crowbar because he's damn sure going to need it. So you think that's going to turn into a um, fight pit? No, it's worse. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. We'll get there. Crowbar on the pole. That's exactly what it is. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. I wish the world could see my face right now. <laughs> if this was a video <laughs> podcast, it would be. Yeah. That pretty, would be uh, pretty eventful right there. That, that, that would have been the cover, the cover pick right there. I didn't, I didn't uh, guess that on purpose. <laughs> Trust me, I, I, in my head, I'm like, he's going to know. He's oh, going to know. Right. How's, how's he going to know? He's going to know. <laughs> so Russo's back in the head house. That's okay, what I, I was like thinking, I'm like, so <laughs> y'all took out Regal and put back Russo. <laughs> it's like, Bro, what is going on? I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But it, who oh, knows? Man. Uh, we did get a backstage segment here with Casey and Casey uh, <laughs> talking about their New, Year, New Year's Eve plans. Uh, they're talking with another. Uh, I can't I can't remember her name. She's getting more the- raids, girl. It, it was one of the the newer faces that they've introduced before. She's taken a few uh, L's. Uh, young young black girl. Um, uh, you talking about? Um, I was say, I think I know. I know you talking about. She comes from uh, Booker T School. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, because um, they, they didn't even mention her on name on Z. screen. Starts with a Z. Okay, 
Yeah, well, they were, they were talking. They were talking to her about their uh, what they did for New Year's Eve, and they were talking about how they put their boots on for some Texas two step, but then quickly, quickly said, "Oh no, not like that." Which furthers my suspicion. A few weeks ago, remember I was telling you about that vignette with Jensen and Briggs. Yeah, that had that was giving off some weird vibes. I'm like, why would they even need to put that in the, in the script? <laughs> so is it, is it just always going to be a thing of? Well, are they or how how close is their I, friendship? Is I that wanted to, you heard me. I wanted to be wrong. I, yeah. I I expressed that a lot. So, but seeing that, I'm like, what was that about? I was like, yeah, that's mm. weird. Yeah, Anyways, not like they, that. I don't even know what the Texas two step would be. It's not like you said we put a boots on to well, do the hippity dibbity. Well, it sounded like they were like, oh, like like any, anything that's country. You're like, wait, what? Like the, the brother and sister slept with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. The Texas two step. What is what, what's that mean? Y'all, y'all, y'all got freaky dicky. Like I, I don't know. It's 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 always. I mean, like I said, yeah. It's it's they're trying it's to act like, like it's an innu- like a known innuendo. Like like it's like oh, are we are they kissing cousins? <laughs> like it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's how it comes off. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, they talk about their new, their other New Year's resolution of becoming next women's tag champs as Persia and Indy overhear them and say resolutions are always fall short, and that they will uh they will be the next tag champs themselves. Uh, and then they argue until Tiffany Stratton is like shown sitting near all of them, like kind of like behind everybody. Is she, she shown or is she like, yeah, yeah, behind? no, no. She's wrestled already. So yeah, she, oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, she grabs her phone and says, uh, daddy, these girls are so ill <laughs> and just walks out of frame. Uh, but she reveals that the sleeping girl was sleeping behind her the whole time uh, from <laughs> where she was sitting. And she finally wakes up because uh, you know, again, the, the, the other uh, trainee from, you said Booker T school. They kind of yeah. were like, you know, going back and forth. I think it's Zy- Zyra Ramirez or something Maybe, like that. Or? Possibly. Yeah. But yeah, so it's going to be her and Casey and Casey. And they're like, yeah, if you guys can find someone, they were going to, they're like, what are you going to pick her? Which is why it was Tiffany. She was like, ew. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm going to go shopping. <laughs> that sounds know. like what's the name from, uh, uh, from Bob's Burgers. Oh, but, <laughs> that, t- that Tina can't stand. Oh, fucking Jocelyn. Or, no, no, yeah. No, no, no. Jo- Jocelyn's uh, uh, Tammy, friend, though. Tammy. Tammy. Yeah, Tammy, yeah. Like yeah, fucking be oh, farting, farting all the time. <laughs> uh, so so when she leaves and it, they see the sleeping girl, the sleeping girl actually wakes up and she finally reveals her name to be Wendy Chu. But it is Karen Q, though, right? It's Wendy Chu. Two okay. O's. <laughs> Keep up the kayfabe. Keep up the kayfabe. All right. gotcha. no, but yeah, I, the only reason I even brought that up is because we finally have a name for her. So did she say she was like, hi, I'm Wendy Chu. Is that like they they like she wakes up and she's like, like, what's up with you guys? She's like, for who are you? Like, who am I? I'm Wendy Chu. You guys smell like a ham sandwich. I was like, that was so <laughs> random. Yeah, it was just this random bit. Okay. Uh, but anyways, from here we got you ready? You ready? And <laughs> we got Imperium with uh, Imperium. Imperium. Versus, there we go. I was waiting for it. Versus MSK and Riddle. Uh, Matt Riddle and MSK come out together with a live DJ who is uh, it's pretty dope. He actually cuts up cuts up uh, both their songs on some dope shit. Um, the oh, way okay. they mix them together. But you uh, talking about Imperium with Walter? No, Riddle and MSK come out with a DJ. No, no, no. But but when you oh say yeah yeah. Well, okay. Imperium is all of them, ain't it? Yeah, but I, I'm so used to just say, uh, accounting for, uh, you know, the, the, the tag team. Because Vulture's man. been off TV for so long. So you're trying to say after they got introduced to the Western women, we're like, we like the Western beats. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
No, I just I just didn't <laughs> think to account Walter until you said uh you know Walter them three. But yeah, go ahead. So they got the DJ cutting. You know, Walter was over there getting his uh <laughs> the wetting his German whistle, his Austrian whistle. He's getting that thing. What? <laughs> uh now Bartell and Nash start the match. They go back and forth with uh Bartell showing off his Matt IQ and prowess. Uh, before getting overwhelmed by Nash and tags into Eichner. Eichner takes over before Nash tags into Wes, who uses his speed to challenge Eichner's strength before falling, uh, falling victim, I should say, to a huge clothesline. Uh, Riddle tags in now, and, and Walter tags in as well. Oh, man. Chucky ducky. Yeah, I was trying to get that Booker T. Oh, dog. Uh, <laughs> as Riddle blitzes, Walter would stride. like quickly blitzes this dude. I was like, smart. That's the smartest thing you ever did, right? Yeah. Uh, he blitzes Walter with some strikes before he cocks back and caves in Riddle's chest quickly. Mm. <laughs> just totally just like, and... This sounds like a fun match, though. It was pretty cool. Uh, West tags in and Nash follows behind as they hit their patented tag team maneuver, uh, maneuvers, you know, with the, the, the jumping stomp and the yeah. quick strikes. Kicks. Yeah, got yeah. it. Walter's back in and takes out all three men single-handedly, including a spot where he holds Wes in place over the ropes as Bartell and Eichner hit their stereo basement drop kicks right before picture-in-picture. Uh, picture. It was pretty clean. Nice. Um, so it was like, I am part of Imperium. I, can do, <laughs> I do tag moves too. <laughs> yeah, I will cue the next tag. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nash gets isolated and worked over during picture-in-picture as Walter prevents him from making the tag, but Riddle finally gets the hot tag in, lights up Walter with some strikes, before actually tossing this man with a suplex, bro. Uh, oh, and, and hits uh, the running senton as well. We get a triple dive spot with MSK hitting suicide dives and Riddle with the corkscrew broton. Uh, Riddle Germans Walter again for a uh, I'm German for a near fall. Uh, Riddle signals for the RKO because, you know, he has to say yeah. the Randy. Uh, but Walter hits the big power bomb for the near fall. Finish comes when Imperium go for the Euro bomb, but Riddle counters and tags in Wes, who tags in Nash, who tags in Riddle again as MSK hit their finish and Riddle hits the top row for the diving course through Broton on Eichner. And then he turns and hits the RKO on Bartel, who was the legal man for the win. Was it the flying it? bro or something like that, right? Is that what, he Is that what it? it's called? I don't know. Yeah, I the flying or the floating bro or some shit like that. I don't like know why I kept, I kept thinking it was just called the Broton. Maybe the Broton's a senton. Yeah, I think that's just a running one he does. But, yeah, no, nah, that sounds like a good finish, man. Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. I mean, you know, it was weird that in a match like this where it's like MSK's comeback, like Riddle will get the, the pin. But Yeah, I was kind of confused by Riddle and AJ being on the card anyway, and I can't tell if that's because they're having their own personnel changes with COVID right now and, you know, and got to fill in the spots. Was this the original – idea like i'm not mad at it you know it just took so long for no, I mean, riddle could, to be revealed as I mean, the shaman we and then it's just, like well, we could have just had grayson and aj's schedule they were both there <laughs> yeah had, no my, that's what's so together. weird yeah and then yeah. i'm wondering like how how is there continuity for riddle to, to pursue this if he's still doing the thing with randy and i would think if i know and, randy and he, like he, we're supposed he wore, to know randy he's not happy about it you know he, he did wear the raw tag belt out there too so it was oh, okay well at least he represented what yeah, else we exactly. got? Um, Joe Gacy with Harlan backstage interview. <clears throat> um, he gets asked about uh, their actions regarding Andre Chase and his student last week. If you remember, he tried to hit him with the yeah. ice. I, yeah, good night. Yep. Yep. Uh, Gacy says Harlan is working through some things and has been coming to terms with the ramifications of how people have treated him in the past. 
He's shown progress, though, in the last few weeks and has shown more restraint than he ever has before, which I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, Gacy then announces themselves as a new tag team and that they want to compete in the upcoming Dusty Classic. It says, oh. that, says that they aren't looking for a handout or to receive the same treatment that an, an established team would and says that they are willing to prove to the tournament committee that they are a viable team. Thank you for your time. Not mad at it. Intriguing. More of that. Last year night I'm, stuff. I'm like, what happened with the Kendrick stuff? Because if you're saying, oh, yeah, man, he showed a, 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 a ton of restraint. It's like, you should have seen when I found him. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, I, you know what's he doing? You know how many cookies I had to feed him for him to follow me home? <laughs> you know I'm like, oh man, I caught a mid, <laughs> I caught a mid murder. He was and very, I, very fair, very feral when I found him. Yeah, you know <laughs> um, the only thing after this is we see Mandy Rose is shown arriving in the helicopter. That's it. Oh, okay, Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, or the shield. <laughs> yeah, very much the shield. Did it first. Simpson still. Did it. <laughs> I mean, Simpsons Flair did it first. Rick Flair did it first. But yeah, I get you. They did it before Charlotte paid homage to her dad. Actually, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe for an entrance, but you talk about a, a helicopter exit. Who we, we talking? Snyder from Three Ninjas, my dude. <sighs> Off the rooftop. They don't know. Clifton Powell couldn't catch him. <laughs> Real ones know. He said Clifton Powell. Anyways, man, we did have Electra Lopez backstage interview here. Says, everyone is wondering what's going on between her and Zion Quinn. And you know what? You can keep wondering. Says that Santos brought her in to Legato because she's a difference maker and says that she is attracted to success and attracts success and makes no apologies for it. But says everyone will get their answers when Santos goes one-on-one with Zion Quinn with the winner of the match leaving with her next week. So, okay, that's got Benson Pritchard all over it. Okay, yeah, let's let's yeah. uh let's put her on the line. <laughs> <laughs> let's hang her above in a cage, pal. What, what, what do you mean? Her services? Come on, bros, keep up. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this is ton- Terry Reynolds uh, all over again. Hardy's uh, well, see, Christian. The right? thing is, she is the one that instigated that, though. She said it was yeah. the Terry Reynolds Invitational. So, yeah, 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 very much. You know. So, yeah. But yeah, yeah but Electra saying we'll find out. It's like I don't mind being on the line as a strong. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, I guess it's different when she's the one setting up, or else it's coming off like real, like like Christian versus Chris Jericho with Trish Stratus yeah, vibes, kind of, right? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Anyways, speaking of women's wrestling, we got uh this match. I'm sorry, man. Mandy Rose defending the uh, the NXT Women's Championship versus Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez, and you already know what I'm gonna say, man. You already know where I'm gonna go. You already know where I gotta start. I gotta get it out the so, way, right? Yeah, Cora, so how bad is Cora? Cora Jade, man. There's a spot where Raquel hits a uh what I call the safest double stack Samoan drop spot, uh, where she has Mandy on her shoulders, you know. Mm-hmm. Cora is like climbing the top rope, and Raquel sees her, so she rushes her in the corner, you know, using Mandy's body as like a battering ram to take her out. And usually you stand there stunned and either like sell falling on top of the shoulders or you at least let your the opponent you know start to sell that they're gonna pick you up on top of the person they already have right bro she oh, just man. like she just like throws herself on top of her shoulders <sighs> like i don't know if she was she makes to... it look unbelievable it wasn't like she jumped on there she definitely just threw herself like i was like what is she doing 
It was just, it was really, it was like, yeah. he was just trying to get to the spot. Yeah, it was. Got it was to. And yeah. then, and then literally right after this, you know, Raquel, she hits it and she goes to try to pin both of them, but Mandy rolls out the ring. So it's that whole spot. Like, no, no, no. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then, then, so when she rolls out the ring, she turns around and starts crawling to, uh, Cora, Cora. Yeah. Who like awkwardly, like stays, like she's there for like a second and then starts to roll, but she's rolling towards her in the ring. And you see, like, you could tell, you know, you can't hear the words, but you can clearly tell she's instructing her to get the fuck out the ring. And then she just yeah, awk- yeah. awkwardly rolls back out the other way and then drops, like, she disappears. But what, the, besides that, she just stays out there as if she's, like, hurt for real. Mm. It was weird. Mm. It was just really weird. Uh, besides that, Mandy introduces a kendo stick into the situation as her and Raquel trade attacks. Corey gets back into the mix and hits an impressive... Uh, springboard Hurricanrana on Mandy off the ropes while arm-wrenching Raquel to do it. So, hey, don't say I'm always shitting on her. I gave her that. <laughs> Raquel answers back with a press slam on Cora from the inside of the ring to the outside of the floor. I'm trying and to I see that. They were trying to sell it where she was trying to throw her on top of Mandy, but Mandy gets out the way, and so she just kind of just press slams her <laughs> onto nobody. <laughs> and it was like, oh, you all right, kid? <laughs> all right, fuck it. Hey, Manny, let's run it then. I mean, you know, right, way to fire up, kid. It's like all, all women for themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from here, Mandy kind of just runs from Raquel for a bit before she hits the Chingona bomb, but she holds Mandy in the air and carry like kind of carries her around like how the Giant used to in WCW mm-hmm. with the, the choke slam. Mm-hmm. But the way that they film so tight on it, you can clearly see Cora's hair flipping, like coming from the left side of the screen where she's clearly climbing the top rope. Ah, I got you. So yeah. it's like, there's no way she could have done that without seeing her already on the top rope. You know what got I mean? You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she still like breaks the pin up out of nowhere. Uh, or they sell it like that with a diving senton. I was like, <laughs> coughing much? No, I'm playing. Uh, finish <laughs> was whack. Finish, whack. Skills, mm-hmm. whack. Whack. <laughs> In ring, green. Whack. <laughs> Your skating skills, whack. Whack. Your Twitter skills. <laughs> Kickflip. Whack. Yeah. Yep. Uh, finishes whack as Raquel tries to take out Cora in the corner with a superplex, but Cora slips through, uh, kind of like AJ Styles usually does. Yeah. And, pu- and pushes her over the top rope onto the floor and kind of like looks at her like, yeah, now you on the floor now. Yeah. You know, like, like, yeah, like, I did that. Yeah. Like, 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 mm-hmm. like, see, you threw me. Now I got you. Ha ha. And don't like, forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Did this and then she to- goes to, and this is, this is where it gets weird. She goes to try and pin Mandy who's still on the floor for the Chagona bomb. Who literally just like was like, no, bitch, you ain't pinning me, and just gets up and then puts her in her own pin, like really easily for a one, two, three, just stacks her, and that's the that's it. Ah, uh, yeah. So she did a Cora Jade to Cora Jade. She kind of was like, bitch, get your green ass, green ass hands off me, like yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm, co- I'm cooking. Ain't no green eggs and ham in this kitchen. Fall, fall back, <laughs> like I got you. And that was it. No funny business. No no toxic attraction. Uh. And, you know, outside the kendo stick, that was it, you know? All right. Uh, from here, we did get a pretty good uh, – situ- uh, we got a good reception, and then it got ruined. Andre Chase segment. Yeah. Comes out to recognize his student who came to his aid last week and awards him – drum roll, please. <laughs> a full-ride scholarship to Chase University to a huge pop. Huge pop. It. Love and it. then, and then the devil himself, Von Wagner, or I'm sorry, Von Wagner, interrupts. I heard, his, I heard he mispronounced his own name. 
he kept calling himself Von Wagner, and then he kept calling himself Wagner for short. Mm. I, I t- that's not the only thing he tried to do. He tried to get something over. I'm like, no, no, what is you doing? <laughs> uh, Von Wagner interrupts in his best street clothes look in jeans and a tank top and the open collar shirt like he's Grayson Waller or something. I don't know. what. Mm. Uh, calling himself a star that he doesn't care who likes him, that the important people like him, and that's all that matters. And then try okay. to get over the phrase, the Von Wagner watch party. I'm like, no, no. What? No. That's a party okay. of one, my friend. Okay. Yeah. You, I don't like 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 Robert Stone ain't even out there watching you. And then more on that. Uh mm. he then changes his focus to Andre Chase for some reason and just attacks him out of nowhere. Grabs the student and build like he goes out to the ring and grabs the student from the from the front row and Bill tosses him from the crowd onto the floor. And he just starts going crazy and kind of just stealing Harlan's gimmick, to be honest. Like he's just starting to grab another fan in the crowd. And I, I honestly don't know if he was a worker or not, but like mm. the refs poured in trying to separate him from the fan. But then he just like goes like two seats to the left of that other fan that he tried to grab. And yeah. then grabs another one and Bill tosses him onto the floor. Like, dude, like what the fuck is this push? Like last That's week you so were, you, you were struggling with Malik blade and Idris Anofe with Robert now, Stone and- scouting you to just this. Like, it just, it, yeah. it would just And then weird. you show up and interrupt someone that wasn't even part of it to say how big of a star you are. I mean, it's one of those things where he's speaking on something that happened between him and Harlan, and then this guy who had nothing to do with the angle at all is just like, yeah, no, I'm the star. I'm here. I'm not even, even yeah. though I'm not even on the card, but, you know, whatever. That's weird. Yeah. They, they, like, they even show referees and officials escorting Von Wagner out the building, similar again to Harlan and Gacy a few weeks ago, but... He actually walks past the medical area as Diamond Miner there with Roddy laid out uh, on the patient chair, icing his knees. Bivens close by. And Ivy Nile is just kind of chilling as Wagner, like, tries to, like, goad Ivy to throw hands with him. Because I guess she was, like, staring or something. I don't know. It was. That's weird. It was like, oh, yeah, this is the way we're going to get him more heat. He wants to fight yeah. a girl. That's the kind of guy everyone wants to knock out for reals. But, like, yeah. not in a good but way. You're you going to give him Baron Corbin TJF Friday shirt heat. Nobody wants that shit. Yeah, and, man. and if you watch it, like he just he's really trying to let his hair grow out. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. like it's he just he's got a lot of forehead space plus the plus the the, the big old bone on the, on the like brow. let it go, bro. It's not working for you. It's but yeah, not. like he, he came in look, he trying to he tried to come out on his uh ace ventura dark like type shit <laughs> the way he looked, you know. It's like what Dude. the fuck? Oh, oh man. man. Uh, from here we got an interesting uh Cameron Grimes vignette. Again, you know, I don't bring these up unless it's uh pretty good. Uh, uh for example, um we had one from Boa that I did not care to write down because it was nothing. Yeah, um, I got you. Anyways, Cameron Grimes talks about uh, you know, he's pretty much detailing his 2021 with Ted, that damn Ted DiBiase. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the whole summer with that and acquiring the the, the million dollar legacy. Well, there's a hell of a lot of footsteps to go around the legal stuff, I hear. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he talks about the million dollar legacy and all that. But he says, maybe I should stop chasing green and chase some gold because mm. it's 2020 to the moon. I'm with it. Yeah. So, it. yeah, it seems like he's trying to get more serious, which I'm honestly happy that they are keeping him. Yeah, because he's one of the hitters. That I, I, I he really is. He's undeniable. And yeah. I was worried what they were going to do with him if they thought he didn't fit the mold. You know he's I mean? always, but that's the thing. He's always had character work. It's just about yeah. the character you want him to play. But then exactly. in, the, in, the, in ring, while unconventional, definitely impressive. So, yeah. Yeah, man, definitely something to look for. Uh-huh. Um, we, did, we did get two uh, matches approved for next week. 
AJ Styles versus Grayson Wall. I'm sorry, uh, bitch ass Grayson Waller. Sorry about that. Oh, thanks. Almost, okay, yeah. Didn't want I to. almost thought it was the other one you were talking well, about. Well, you know, yeah, since, since since they officially changed Seth Rollins' name to be Seth freaking Rollins, and if you if you don't believe me, check every nameplate he got now. That's literally what it says. Every poster he's on is he's listed as Seth freaking Rollins now. I, that's his name. It's a, it's a name. See, when I saw that headline, I thought it was just going to be Rollins, but okay. No, it's, yeah, it's Seth freaking Rollins. And I remember that they did. I heard news of the copyright about that stuff or the trademark filing, but I was like, oh, this is just from more t-shirts. But I'm like, oh, no, it's his name now. But so, yeah, AJ Styles versus bitch-ass Grayson Waller and Pete Dunn versus Tony D'Angelo crowbar on a pole match. I know you thought I was, uh, you know, I wasn't working, you kid. It wasn't but real. you thought I was playing. Nah, I, w- <laughs> I wish they was, man. This mm-hmm. is, uh, but uh, anyway, we got the main event here, man. Tommaso Ciampa. Reigning, defending NXT heavyweight champion against the challenger, mm-hmm. Ron Breaker, man. Um, there's not much else I could say to play up this match. It, it was good. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we've, we've seen the matchup before. You know, we knew it was going to be a hard-hitting uh, affair. You know, we got yeah. Ciampa hitting Breaker with the Willow's Bell pretty early. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but, he, but he kicks out. Um, but then we got Breaker also catching oh, Ciampa. showcasing his growth. As a as a young upstart. Oh oh oh! You have no idea because I, I I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> Breaker oh, okay. uh, Breaker also catches Champa in midair. Uh, turns and slams him in almost like a power bomb. You know sometimes he'll catch people with that that uh power slam midair. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So he mm-hmm. caught him like that, but he like it was weird. He caught him and then like turned and slammed him almost like a power slam or a power bomb. It was it, the way he caught him is is what it was. Almost like a shoulder bomb. It sounds like, like okay. yeah, because I think he went for the running knee and he just caught him. You know what I mean? Type of oh, thing, okay. But, uh, but dude, Breaker hits a, a flush ass Alabama slam on Ciampa through the announce table, bro. Oh shit! Yeah, throws him back into the ring, hits the uh, the military power slam, but Ciampa grabs the rope. Um, mm. Ciampa, Ciampa hits the running knee with the knee pad rolled down at one point. Yeah, and the, and the fairy tale ending right after, but a Breaker kicks out. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, it was getting it was getting there. Finish comes though when Ciampa tries to get set uh, Breaker up for something in the corner. Uh, but he counters, and this is what we're talking about with him learning from past mistakes. Remember last time he went for a, some sort of dive? We didn't know what he was trying to do uh, out yeah. of the corner, and he slipped. He went for the dive, and he hits the middle rope diving bulldog. Pretty flush. Mm. Yeah. Wow. And right in, right, like almost immediately after, locks in. Oh, I'm sorry. Takes down the straps, middle of the ring, locks in the Steiner recliner to tap him out. New NXT champion. He tapped out Champa. He did. I would have rather taken the military power slam as a finish. Like, you want to tap out the last of a dying breed? Like, what the fuck are you saying, then? Well, first of all, how do we know that wasn't Champa that opted to do that? Maybe. I mean, I would hope so. Or this also sounds like an overreal by, by Vince, to be honest. I mean, but the thing is, too, like, uh, two weeks ago, I think I was talking about that that segment that they did where it was an in-ring promo segment, and he picked him up for it and then just, you know, just put him back on the floor as if like, I got you right where I want. I can, I can drop you anytime mm-hmm. I want. I'm like, yo, that made him look super weak. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like we always talk about, yeah, Ciampa's great, but when you put him up against a guy look wise, size wise is Braun breaker, you know, it's kind of hard to ignore the size differential. Yeah. But so he's, when a, you, he's when you, a muscle head. I'm, I don't want to like say it to demean him, but he's more Jack than Ciampa would like yeah. to be. Ciampa's not Gargano by any means, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, not, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he, yeah. it's almost kind of like, like with Adam Cole. I was just going to say, I was just going to say yeah. like Adam Cole, like you don't notice. It's it's just like he'll be in a ring with someone and, and it's just a great match. But then when you put him in there with someone, you're like, 
like someone even said, dude, it's crazy because like I hate what he's doing with Orange Cassidy, but even Orange Cassidy has a better body than he does. I'm like, shit. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, but um, as I don't know if you saw this, but many saw after they went off the air that his dad, Rick Steiner, actually came out to celebrate with him. Yeah, I saw that, um, which I thought was great. You know, I saw some fan footage that showed him after he, I think he hit the bulldog. He got a little emotional, you know, but that, that's yeah, was, that, that's cool. Uh, I, I that was, was a little bit more interested in uh, what I heard Braun did. I was going to say there was something that a lot of people did not like uh, fans and people backstage. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, he did, he only going to do what they want him to do. You know what I mean? He don't, I, he I'll be s- honest with you. This sounds like a total coach grabbing player by the face mask go out there and hurt that person like that sounds like Take that him out. A, a personal well so so so, so what happened gorilla that's what i think so what happened is he makes his entrance and then as part of the entrance because as part of the entrance he has like these these chains i don't know if he's ever done this before like mm. they did this whole visual where he had like these chains on him and he like breaks them loose breaker and, like, of chains I yeah exactly that's what i was thinking too like it was like oh so I'm off the chain. <laughs> I was like, you got to break the chains, break the chains. Come on. I was about to say somewhere Hennig is smiling. Yeah. Like they said, it never get over. They said it never would get over. Brother. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Man. So like he did that and then he walks up, he's about, he's making his way down the, 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 the ramp. And then you see like, there's this, this huge X from the, the gold, the black and gold era logo mm-hmm. from NXT. And he just kicks it and it just like splits in half and falls. Right. And it was just like, what what the fuck was that? Yeah. You know, without them, you wouldn't be here. So you want to wipe your feet at the door before you try to uh, act like you're King Boss yeah. around here, motherfucker. It just seemed like it's poetic justice because I think it was literally the very next day. That's when the purge started or the quote unquote purge of, you know, some of those golden era guys, you know what I mean? So, but uh, the golden era before we go on a break. I just want to say uh, rest in paradise to the Betty White, man. Oh, straight up. So I want to say. Up. Yeah, we've been, I, I stuff in Italy, we've been running back some Golden Girls lately. And it, it's just, you know, it's the thing you do when you lose somebody you thought would live forever. You, you want to go back yeah, and check yeah. out their best works. And you go back it really to what, is the thing, man. You go back to what, what uh, connected you to the first place, the place you yeah. feel most But I will say this. There was them, one so. quote. There was one quote, though, I saw it said, not to not to talk over you, but where they said, well, I want to know what is it about 2022 that made Betty White go, nah. <laughs> I was just like, damn. So, okay, so so somebody was saying that, like, technically she made it to 100, right? And this is why they say that. They're saying in her lifetime, she had to have, she definitely lived past more than 17 uh, leap years. Hmm. So they're saying... Okay. For the leap years, like the credit for the, they're like, oh, she she already made it past hundred. So we're, she we're, could we're, count that. I got. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. That way, I'm, the, the, the fans are like, now we're we're gonna we're gonna take this technicality and run all the way to the end zone. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course. You know course, what I mean? But at this point, yeah, man. So. Uh, rest in paradise. Yes, sir. To Betty White, we'll be right back. You're gonna hear a little word from Storyline Tease, and Doc's gonna come back to light the fuse. Yo, what is good? You already know what it is, man. Quincy Jones Go from the Quincy Jones Show reminding y'all to make sure you check out Storyline Tees. 
Brand new drop man celebrating the arrival of the American Dragon. That's right, the purveyor of professional wrestling back in AEW. And what better way to showcase that with another album flip, man? This time they did it with Ghostface Killer Supreme Clientele. Of course, they had it on the white tee to commemorate the American Dragon again. Check it out. New drop, StorylineTees.com. Tell them Quincy sent you. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Yo, yo, all right, we back. I know it's a long one this time, but uh, we no, can jump. It's, it's, it's not too bad. I mean, I didn't do a full like New Year's Evil breakdown. I just kept it real. Cool. No, no, you were good. I think we we uh, I know there was a lot to talk about just from the end part of the big swole stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I'm like, don't, don't worry, baby birds. We're going to bring it home to you. Just, just as Quincy likes to tell you, but we had, uh, of course the, uh, debut Lies. of the mothership, baby, the, uh, the, the mothership episode of, uh, AW dynamite appearing on TBS and, I, uh, right out the gate. Can I, can I ask you how you, how you felt as a whole, uh, for the episode? I know you're going to break it down, but as far as, yeah, I, cause I, I know, I know you've been, good. uh, hyping the mothership stuff. And I mean, yeah. obviously they have too, but, I guess for it being like a first episode, I guess the first new episode. How how you think you think they they, they delivered? I mean, I thought it was a Willie. Uh, here, here's here's what I'll say: very good card. I would have probably swapped the main with the opening match. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, especially with what happened after. A lot of people said it's bad taste. What happened at, at the end, which I'll I'll get to as well. Um, I think it was a clear. Uh, instance of them not knowing what happened when it happened, but uh, I would have switched I that. Agree. And I'll be honest, I thought it was a little risky to run so many title matches. The go home week of a uh, you know special uh, battle of the belt. That, that's true because they're battle these- of the belts on Saturday. Yeah, why would they? Yeah, that's. Mm, I mean, that's like we're gonna do two battle royals before the Royal Rumble. <laughs> one on Raw and one on SmackDown, and right? I, yeah. There's gonna be some long-term, you know, I'm winning match. Yeah, and, and so, but um, you know, we'll we'll see. I don't know what Battle of the Belts is gonna hold. I don't know if it's just gonna be those two title matches, Cody and Sammy, and I think it's um Rio and Britt Baker. But we'll see, man. But uh, we start off. We got Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and Paul White serving as judges per uh, the request of uh, Danielson from the last time. Uh, and I thought it was interesting to take a look at both men's records. Uh, we got Danielson having a record of thirteen and zero and two, while Hangman got thirteen one and one. Um, but just out the gate, so same same amount of matches. I, I would say, I would yeah. say 13, Definitely. 13 and two, and then 13, mm-hmm. one and one. Yeah. Same amount of matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing I had a problem with, I'll say almost immediately we get a suicide dive and a pop-up powerbomb spot onto the apron by hangman to Danielson and Danielson never sells his back ever. So to me, it kills that as a move for anybody, you know what I mean? But that that's just one thing I'll say, but at one point we get, uh, you know, what I liked about it is Paige didn't want to take his time. He's like, I don't got time to waste. I want to get this done. He comes out the game with that, way that, more that ferocity. Also, it also plays up to the shit that Daniel was or Danielson was saying to him, like, oh, you of course you let the time run out. And it's like, no, nah, yeah, I ain't, ain't letting it run out. Yeah. So. Exactly. I'm gonna be urgent this time. I'm gonna get to it. Point, yeah, yeah. He does go for another suicide dive. Danielson uh takes the momentum and uses it against him, floats him into the gate arm first, and he just starts, you know, going. Totally arm-driven attacks most of the night. One thing I also hated was 
Page, who had an injured arm, used a lot of lariat-driven attacks using the injured yeah, arm. because even at one point they were like, oh, it could have been the forearm. He could That could have easily be a fracture. I was like, well, calm down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the match is only five minutes in. <laughs> I think yeah. you know how, how most his offense goes, right? Like, exactly, man. But at one point, uh, you know, we do get both men busted open. Uh, I'm going to say Brian was hard way. It didn't look any other way it could have been, the way he was leaking out. But uh, Paige catches Brian with a dead eye on the floor, then goes for the buckshot lariat, but Danielson, and what I would say is kind of a nod to the Okada Omega match, he crumples at the very last minute to barely avoid contact, which is oh, something yeah, we yeah. saw. Yeah, and then right. uh right, which and is then, the only uh, thing the only thing that saved him in that yeah, yeah. Pretty much, you know. Brian then actually baits Paige to a small package, traps him in the LaBelle lock, the page escapes. We see a Ari Hara moonsault, and then uh he goes for the buckshot again. Brian ducks, hits the Basuko knee uh for a very near fall. Fight forever chance breakout. We see Paige go for another dead eye. Danielson counters with a got style pile driver for a near fall while smiling at uh Jerry Lynn. Maybe for good favor, you know, just in case it went down to the wire and we need like, to vote on things. You wouldn't downvote your own move, would you, Jerry? Yeah, that's how it felt to me. It was like, ah, you know. Uh, Danielson then nails a, uh, the repeated curb stomps and goes for another uh, knee smash, but eats a pop-up powerbomb before rebounding with a triangle lock and then transitions to a heel hook. Page escapes and hits a nasty-looking, I would call a Saito suplex. They called it a backdrop driver. Yeah, because yeah, he landed pretty pretty stiff on that head. Yeah, and then he uh, turned him inside out with a buckshot lariat for the definitive win as AEW champion, his first successful title match, uh, title defense, I should say. Uh, I thought this was everything the first one was going to be. I get why they gave us the draw first, so we would appreciate this one more. I love this match. Uh, Even at one point, there was a a quote Skiavone said, this isn't a world title match, it's a world title fight. And I felt like that was really what it was, man. It, it, it really got down to the wire where you're seeing headbutts. You know, Hangman's uncharacteristically pulling his hair to do the headbutts because it's a fight. It's not a match, you know. So I thought this was a really good match, man. Yeah, I agree as well. Um, I mean, it's hard to top, you know what I mean, something that they've done before. Uh, but I, I did enjoy this one just as much as I liked the first. I'm glad it wasn't a whole hour again. I'll tell you that, you know what I mean? There was that. So, and I think it was better that they didn't have to utilize the, the judges for it because then what, what do you do? What do you do? Just over like, Oh, I'm I'm sure you got all those judges in your pocket. Hangman. You know, like, like where do we go from there? Right. Like, or, or, or if, uh, if say one goes against them, is like hangman going to go against Mark Henry or something, you know what I mean? It's like, is there going to be a B for the one guy that voted it, you know? So I ain't going to lie, though. If we can get Jerry Lynn back in the ring, boy. Uh, yeah, hey, I guess if Daniel Bryan, I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, uh, definitely <laughs> the next segment, uh, the acclaimed. Basically, they call Sting a boomer, and they plan a music video shoot for next week. Not much there. We get the second match of the night, MJF taking on Captain Sean Dean. Uh, and this actually goes right to a DQ because right as the bell rings, CM Punk runs down the ramp to get a piece of MGF, but he powders out and goes up the ramp. Uh, we see Sean Dean motion for MGF to return to the ring when Punk actually looks at him and hits a GTS, maybe impulsively, to uh, force a DQ loss on MJF's freshly minted new win-loss record as you know, they remind us that the win-loss records renew at the beginning of a new year. Uh, post-match, you see Punk grab a mic. He says, hey, man, I'm going to do this every single time you step in the ring until you step in the ring with me, you little bitch, which I loved. 
Uh, MGF calls, or he calls MGF a loser and says it's going to be hard to chase the title with a losing record. MGF calls Punk fake and says deep down he knows without him he's nothing as he gives Punk an edge, a chip on the shoulder, and makes him relevant while uh, Tony Schiavone clearly calls bullshit on commentary. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 you know, because of how unbiased he is whenever he maxes on. Oh, TV. yeah, yeah, <laughs> loved it. Uh, he picks up on Punk being, I guess, somewhat offended by the Piper comparison before saying, well, at least Piper was talented enough to main event a WrestleMania and then threatens the main event one himself in a few years if he doesn't get his desired respect. Punk snaps back and says, if you think the grass is greener on the other side, go ahead. But I guarantee you'll be main eventing night four of a buy one, get one extravaganza, then get released faster than you last in the sack. But this ass kicking will still be waiting for you when you get back to AEW. Boy, uh, right? Boy? No, Boy? Yeah, it, it was because a lot of people were like, "Oh, he shouldn't even have tried to respond to the to the, the WrestleMania jab." I'm like, "What do you what What do you mean?" Yeah, he lit him up. So and, so uh, so, and, so he's defeated after that. I'm like, it's low hanging fruit. It is what it yeah, is. You know on. what I mean? But that's all. His, his game's been low hanging. But pause. But uh, Punk then demands a match with MJF next week. He does tease it, only to volunteer Warlow instead. Punk ends by saying, you know what? Sooner or later, you're going to run out of people to hide behind, and I'm just going to put you to sleep. Not bad. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if this uh, MJF bidding war 2024 thing is a challenge to himself. He's like, you know, the MJF thing is, is always kayfabed up. You know, I never break character. What if I just, I don't know, invest in my own uh, two-year-long storytelling angle with this bidding war? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm trying yeah. to, I'm like, are you really going to make, like, for the next well, two years, me, talk about it? it? Like, it's definitely got the wings to be uh, the modern day Booker Man storyline. Hmm. You know what I mean? A little bit, you know? So uh, after this, we get a uh, short vignette, Battle of the Belt, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes 3. This leads to a uh, in-ring segment, Chris Jericho. Uh, we get TBS chants. He talks about the last time he was on TBS. He lost to Booker T on WCW Thunder back in 99. <laughs> Yo, mad booze. Yeah, <laughs> mad booze. Like, Fuck Booker. <laughs> I was like, I don't God. know if it was that or the WCW. Thing. I don't know. But uh, he does clarify he didn't come out I think last it was week. the Booker thing because he has a, always has a lot. Everyone, yeah, they, they think he, he's a WWE shill, but he, yeah, there's no real true. proof of it. You know what I mean? So Yeah. That's why I think he said at the end, yeah, I think he cheated. Almost like he he, he felt, you know, the response and was trying to go, oh, yeah, I don't Save like that it. guy either. Yeah, th this was a real, really kind of awkward segment for Jericho. But, yeah, I'll let you get into it. Yeah, he says, uh, I didn't come out last week to save Eddie. He did it to get revenge on 2.0, uh, or I'm sorry, the 2.0 dipshits, baby. <laughs> 2.0 answer. They got mics. Jericho calls him Terrence and Phillip to like no pop. Uh, then he gets reminded of the chair shot attack. Jericho gets the crowd involved in a square head pinhead chant as uh, we see maybe Kip Sabian shown in the crowd with this cardboard box on his head. Uh, Jericho then grabs Floyd the bat and starts to advance on 2.0 when Danny Garcia actually runs in from behind from the crowd. Uh, he gives Garcia a gut shot uh, with the bat, but gets stomped out by 2.0 when we see Eddie and uh, Proud and Powerful make the save to chase the heels off. Commentary plugs away this upcoming six-man tag that's going to be on Rampage. I just thought this was like their way of going, see, Chris, that's how you save your friends. You don't wait for the big show in the pyro and Valley who you just run down. You know what I mean? So thought that was good. We got a uh, vignette. I mean, about it was it was more realistic for a change. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the reason being, 
Because, you know, they're already saying his song when he first came out. So well, that <laughs> and I feel like it's showing the difference between what matters most when your friends are getting their ass kicked. But who knows if they'll go that far? Uh, we get a vignette highlighting Jake Atlas becoming all elite, which actually uh, leads into a backstage segment with Adam Cole and Red Dragon. Uh, who have yeah, I saw, Red I saw the new shirts. Yeah, I was yeah. like, thank you. I think those are older ones, though. I think they might have brought them back is what okay. they did. But uh, OK. Either Cole way, says, either way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, Cole says he knows Kyle's kick to his face was accidental last week, but what wasn't accidental was the Bucks coming down to help secure the victory and proclaims they're going to be a super group before calling out the newly signed Jake Atlas to a match on Rampage to show why Adam Cole is still the guy everyone is talking about in AEW. Uh, he vows to buy Atlas a ticket back to Orlando because it's a new year, but the same old Adam Cole, baby. And uh, then he goes to tell Brandon to cut the camera, and then Kyle calls him Landon, which I thought was like, I don't know what that was about, but okay. I'm like, I, I was like, let's not do the undisputed Kyle character. Yeah, yeah, like, Landon. Uh, this takes us to a squash match. Antonio Sembrano taking on Wardlow. Uh, Spears actually pulls Zambrano, uh, or Zambrano, whichever way you want to pronounce it, to ringside behind the ref's back and hits a C4 on the floor, then throws him back in the ring right as the bell rings. Uh, he tells Wardlow to go ahead and pin him, but he hears the crowd, and he instead picks him up, hits three power bombs to the crowd's delight, hits two more, and then stands on his chest for the pin for the win. Wardlow again, making him look good, uh, heading into his match against CM Punk next week. I will say they've been doing a good job with Wardlow and getting him stacking wins on TV and pulling them from dark and doing that because it's one thing you go, Oh yeah, man, Wardlow, like you got him on TV for the first time in so many you know months and he loses, but you're trying to plug. He's been unstoppable on dark. It's like, you know, who wrestles on dark? <laughs> you know what I mean? So they've been doing a good job. Uh, we got a Statlander Hirsch vignette. It continues with the drama. Don't care. Uh, brings us to the finals of the TBS championship, Jade Cargill versus Ruby Soho. Uh, I will say Jade does hit an uncharacteristic diving axe handle uh, before Ruby hits this avalanche arm drag, but immediately goes to the floor to either sell an injury or she shoot injured. I was kind of confused at that point because we do see uh, commentary start to note the tape on her arm. At this point, Mercedes Martinez, uh, she emerges down the ramp, teases getting involved, but she gets intercepted by Thunder Rosa, and they brawl to the back. Uh, this takes us back to the meat and potatoes of the match. Repeated super kicks in the corner by Ruby, STO as well. Jade hits a shoulder breaker and that pump kick for two. Uh, after some struggle, Ruby actually gets the side to suplex for a near fall before we see Smart Mark Sterling jump on the apron and get ejected from the match. Uh, she does actually hit the riot kick. I, I know she calls it something else. I haven't been able to get the actual title yet, like the future the runaway, or something. The runaway kick. Yeah, that's probably would be better. Uh, she does hit I, it, for, it yeah. for a very near fall. Uh, but then Jade counters a corner attack from Ruby and turns it into what I would say a scary looking avalanche jaded or glam she, slam. Like you could it was it was because you could see her thought process. Like she was like, I think I can do it, but I don't know if it's gonna be clean. Yeah. And then but then she thought backwards. She was like, Oh, maybe if I get up on the top rope to give myself yeah. but I'm like, no, 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 she would have to go on the top rope. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, like... right. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So but, but like, um I'm surprised yeah. she didn't sit and then like raise her up deadlift. That's you know what I was what I mean? thinking and then too. do it like that. But she does hit that uh, avalanche jaded for the win and to become the first ever TBS champion and to further possibly, you know, the whole I don't know, is Jade maybe living your life? 
or your character, uh, Big Swole, was, you know, she was talking about her, her daughter and all that. Jade's daughter was front and center to watch, you know, all the glitz and glamour, see her mom. She's crying, all that stuff. So it's kind of crazy, the uh, similarities, you know, that uh, go on. I mean, the, or I the parallels, know. maybe. Because I think because of the timing. Yeah, I think because yeah, of the timing. on the heels of that. Exactly. Yeah, that's, uh, the, only, continue, that's the only reason. Yeah. Go uh, ahead. Uh, to continue with the women's wrestling, we get Serena D sitting down with Jim Ross. This is pretty good. Yeah, so she wanted to keep it about respect and wrestle civilized matches, but she'd have got some fluke victories, and now it's about hurting her and then taking her rightful spot at the top of the division. Uh, Jim Ross actually asked, maybe, you know, are you taking this too personally? But Deeb actually bluntly uh, asked him, well, do you think anybody in this company is on my level? Says, you're damn right nobody is. Adds she's the professor of pro wrestling because she's got a PhD for this shit. And has paid enough dues for every single woman in the locker room, which I really like that part, man. Uh, she demanded a match next week on Dynamite from TK and plans on taking out 17 years of anger and frustration out on Sheeta to the point where she won't be able to walk out on her own. The only thing I didn't like about the ending is she has said that before. Yeah. You know, so I, which, I, just, I mean, I don't know if that's supposed to be like, haha, because I get it. I, I, I ruined your leg that one time. Yeah. And then, exactly. I, and then you couldn't walk on it. Ha-ha. Sorry. Ha-ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Make a oh, reference man. to earlier actions. <laughs> exactly. Only got uh, four things to touch on here. Malachi Black taking on Brian Pillman Jr., the new improved. I will say when he came out at first, I thought he had a haircut. Didn't realize he had the ponytail pulled back so tight, but wasn't mad at the look. Uh, but yeah, Pillman actually comes in with uh, Julia Hart, who's wearing a patch. Um, just a side note, I thought it's been weird that Lee, Shoddy Lee has not answered the chat at all on this. Isn't that his girl? Yeah, I don't think on in, in uh I don't think it's it's known on TV though. Yeah, all, only on Roads to the Top, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. But then again, but, uh, we, but, but, but people don't know that that Cody and Starks are good friends either, even though that they've you know he's had trouble with Team Taz in the past. Yeah, very well, true. So yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, Pillman, he hits uh, a powerful looking exploded suplex uh, right before they return for commercial break. But he gets a roundhouse kick to the head uh, for his troubles. Black then teases Black Mask, but Pillman makes a comeback and hits a jackhammer, which I've never seen him do. Yeah, like the way he did it, too, was it wasn't too bad. It wasn't yeah, too, it, 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 you were one. I thought he was going for the brain buster, but then he turned. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. I thought he was going for brain buster as well. Uh, Pillman then goes for air Pillman, but slips on the top rope. I don't know if that was yeah, planned. Did you or not. see that that piece of the the yeah the corner that flew off. off yeah I, I was like was that done on purpose to be like if it wasn't for that that darned ring crew <laughs> like yeah I'm i don't like know what to... it was but yeah. he does slip on the top rope only to get up and eat a black mask from malachi for the win post-match we see julia hart run in to check on pillman which black notices so he returns to the ring and teases doing harm when the lucha brothers come out wanting retribution for Pac. Uh, Malachi tells them to bring it on when the lights go out and then when the lights come back on they switch places with the Lucha Bros inside the ring and Malachi on the ramp with a smirk before heading to the well, back what do, you, what, what do you do just missed uh, he just hit him with the mist is that all he did to Pac what did he do uh, yeah yeah I mean, because I mean, I'm, I'm thinking where the hell has he been well you got to realize too when he hit him with the with the, the mist the first time he had to wear you know he was gone for a little bit then he came back with that like makeshift patch yeah, I remember and that. then he only had one eye and got hit again. So I don't know if they're just trying to sell oh, that. Okay, you know, what I mean, I mean like, especially if Julia Hart's still wearing an eye patch at this point, like, like yeah, 
Exactly. Uh, we get a backstage, uh, backstage segment uh, or an attempted interview for Ruby Soho following her loss to Jade when she's interrupted by Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, she sits there and points out, man, this is the second time you've lost a title match here in AEW. But Ruby responds by saying, well, you've never won a match without help for your friends, let alone have you ever beaten Rio ever. This incenses Britt enough to start a brawl. Rio jumps in to even the fight, only for the rest to spill in to regain control. This, of course, turns into an inadvertent six-woman tag that we're going to get on Rampage, which is a pro apropos as I go into the uh, match announcements now before the main event. Britt Baker, I'm sorry, not a six-woman tag, a tag team match. Britt Baker yeah, who, and Jimmy... Oh, yeah, uh, Rio. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, DMD taking on Rio and Ruby Soho. We got Adam Cole Bay taking on Jake Atlas, and uh, we have Hook going against Aaron Solo. Wait, isn't uh, Rio was... supposed to take on Britt Baker for Battle of the Belts? Yeah, on Saturday. So, wait, when is this? Next Rampage week? Friday, yeah. I didn't know they were doing Rampage and Battle I know, of the Belts. I was yeah, that's, that okay, that's so weird. Seems like okay. a lot of programming, but. Uh, but yeah, we have Hook taking on Aaron Solo. They had a little bit of a promo where QT said, uh, you know, I know all about him. He used to yeah. go to my school, show up late, leave early, eat chips and stretch people. And then Solo gives us stretch me if you can, survive if I let you, which is very weak. Uh, and then we get a no DQ six man tag. He, he, Danny Garcia. He, he delivered and, uh, it like, like he knew it was weak. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, no DQ six man tag. Eddie Kingston and Proud and Powerful taking on Danny Garcia 2.0 for AEW Rampage. As far as uh, Battle of the Belts on Saturday, Britt Baker, DMD defending against Rio. Uh, Cody Rhodes defending his TNT title against Sammy Guevara. And then it brings us to AEW Dynamite, where we see CM Punk taking on Wardlow, Hikaru Shida taking on Serena Deeb, and Powerhouse Hobbs going against Dante Martin. And uh, so, you know, just to further that Taz storyline that no one cares about, but you know, but yeah, this brings us there's to the main event. One, and then there's there's the the whole the one that they that they booked the whole street fight around just last Friday. So yeah, exactly. Don't get it. But uh, yeah, here we go, man. AW Tag Title Match: Jurassic Express challenging the Lucha Brothers for the uh, tag team titles. Uh, we see uh, one point I did like Penta launches JB or I always call him JB Jungle Boy yeah, of course. onto the uh, apron only to eat a uh, rope walk PK from Phoenix before the commercial break. Uh, but let's just get to what everyone's talking about. At one point, Jungle Boy dives over his partner from the top rope to hit a destroyer on Phoenix as uh, Luchasaurus hits the fireman's carry slam. Phoenix hits a slingshot destroyer of his own on Luchasaurus and Penta hits made in Japan on Jungle Boy for a near fall. And then the Lucha Bros go to set up their finish when the lights go out. Lights come back on and no reveal. And the fight continues as Phoenix jumps over his brother from the top rope to hit a Tormio on uh, Luchasaurus on the floor while Penta drills Jungle Boy with a hanging Penta driver on the apron. And then they hit the foot stomp penta driver combo, and somehow Jungle Boy kicks out. It, it was a hell. It was a hell of a kick out timing wise, but yeah, with everything that preceded it, it's like okay, Johnny Gargano, calm down. Yeah, and that's calm my thing. Jungle Boy is resilient, but a hanging penta driver onto the apron, and then another like foot stomp. Like it's still an assisted. You're getting, you know, you're getting, yeah, you're getting, you're getting stuffed on the second one too with the shoulders yeah, and neck, like yeah. yeah. So I, I that was the only thing I wasn't a fan of. Was like, come on, man, like it's one or the other, not both, which is usually the problem. Uh, after this, uh, no, you're right, you're right. Probably one it's of the excessive. Yeah, and speaking of excessive, uh, that's right when Alex Abrihantes, for whatever reason, brings the table to ringside 
And yeah, he's like, like oh man, I gotta, I gotta do, I gotta do my part to make sure these guys win. I was well, like, my, like, I mean, it, it came like, from out of nowhere, but the body language wasn't strange. It just was strange because well, it came from him. But to me, that this is where it all went wrong. I felt like you could have got the same thing. Alex jumps on the apron, gets chased to the back, no table. You have a safe choke slam spot, but instead, we get you know Luchasaurus. It's super. So I, I saw I saw the footage, but it wasn't until I saw the the floor footage from the fans where you actually see what happened. No, I saw it uh, the time it happened. I yeah. saw it right away. I go, his elbow is not supposed to be that, that way. Yeah, it's not supposed yeah. to bend that way at all. And yeah. so what happens is, yeah, we do see the tease. Um, Lucha Dust choke slam. Phoenix through the table clearly either breaks or dislocates his elbow. I know he has some more that. Yeah, I do. Um, and, and um, what I was going to say was, this was all serendipitous in a way. The table spot didn't need to happen. And then when it did happen, it's like, do you really need, like, you don't need to jump off the apron for a choke slam, Luchasaurus. Well, well, and I well, think that, I don't want to blame anybody. Yeah, that, and a, a guy I, his size compared to a guy with Ray, like. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that yeah. if he didn't jump and just choke slammed him where he dropped, maybe even horizontally through the table, not vertically. Yeah, because I, I wasn't have, like his his impulse to go for a flat back in midair. Because that's well, why well, his me, arm got hurt. It's because well, he let went me ask by, you, you know, to, to, to break his landing. Did so. he, was it on the landing on the floor or did he jack it on part of the table that it was on underneath? The floor. I, his hand. Okay, I, I, I was wondering, I was about to say, because if it's something that he couldn't control, like, like the table flipping out of nowhere and doing something, then I can't really yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, I thought that extra jump was unnecessary. You know, it, it's like you can't control somebody that small. With I mean, that you can jump. if you carry him the whole time, like boss man style. But it's yeah. like a little different when you're just <laughs> this guy does flips for a living. You know what I mean? So like he kind of his body. It's weird. It's like, I think he has like that natural want to rotate his body <laughs> i don't yeah, know I, man but he did he, he did go on uh the Re republic of lucha uh instagram to say uh to thank everyone for the messages uh man. says that he's recovering there is no fracture just a, a really bad dislocation uh but it's actually now back in place uh it says we'll only require a full week uh, a few i'm sorry a few weeks to for rest and to fully recover so okay yeah because i know a lot of people are like well there goes the the longly awaited uh proud and powerful lucha bros well a lot of people were thinking people that like, that based off what happened that they pulled an yeah, audible yeah yeah that people a lot of people think they pulled an audible like maybe jurassic express wasn't supposed to win last night i don't know i think they were because it seems like that the lights going out in my opinion were to further malachi black like i think this is going to go into like a malachi and brody king you know, reveal to take on the Lucha Bros to kind of further that whole Pac thing is what I thought. But, and, and they did show Malachi in the stands as well as Chris Jericho, which I thought was weird at the end of the night. But before we get there, yeah, J uh, Jungle Boy tries the kill switch, gets shoved off by Penta. He goes for another Penta driver, but JV does counter into an inside cradle upset win. Um, Post-match, this is what people thought was bad is I don't think people saw what happened on the initial table spot and then they did a replay so that's what people thought was bad taste and then on yeah. top of that you got all the tag teams coming out who clearly know something's wrong 
And you could tell they're trying not to sell that they're worried about Phoenix. And they all look visibly worried. But, you know, we had 2.0, FTR, Private Party, Red Dragon, the acclaimed and Gun Club. They all walk out on stage while, you know, they're celebrating the title win to kind of show their hunger for who's got the next, uh, you know, shot in line for the tag straps. But <sighs> that was dynamite. Never. But like I said, I mean, no one could have known it was going to happen. Um, I would have taken a table spot out and just done a choke slam of some sort. You could have choke slammed him to the crowd. That would have been a safer. He could have choke slammed him onto Alex. Yeah. Or Alex up. takes the bump catching him. Exactly. You know what I mean, or you know um, what he could have done, or he could have put him through just the the the, the timekeeper's table, just at ringside while on the floor. Yeah, you know I was what thinking I mean? that, or he could have just choke slammed him onto Penta inside the ring. He could have. That's one. Of, that's one of the spots he yeah. does, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So, but if that if they did that, I would have really put the tag title match as an opener. But I think Hangman's win is a better. Be- way better image to go off the new era of this TBS. Um, you know, I, I agree. Is this the guy you know that's supposed mean? to be carrying the? He's a flagship. He's the top top champion of, of that yeah. company right now. It would make more sense to, yeah. You know, I mean, his first real title defense against someone that's credible that really cements him as a champion as he begins this new you know arc for his character. I think that would have been a better way. So that's probably what I would have changed. But I will say the CM Punk, MJF stuff, good. Tag title match, despite the injury, and I'm glad he's doing okay, is good. Um, I love the title match. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm glad we got the – Jade, I think, was the right person to win, you know, regardless of how the match yeah, a lot, was. a lot of people think so. that the – it was a little predictable. But, I mean, it's, I put it like this. It's on her – to make the championship now so uh, yeah which, that's the thing which also exactly. you got to think about this whoever is slated to take that belt off of her is going to be made you know depending who it is that they build up at that point so well they got she as long as she continues because that's that's the thing too is people are saying you know it's quite a, a statement of trust for aw to make someone that's only been wrestling for 11 months one of their, not just a champion, but an inaugural champion that's clearly going to be on TV as it's the network's champion. And there's a lot of hoping and, and you know, a lot of people do believe she'll be able she, to she'll do she'll it, all right. but she'll have to grow into the role on the job while being a champion. Which, so, you know, I, I this, am a fan of that though, because yeah, how many people that they had to do that with Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, exactly. like, they, they didn't know yeah. if they were going to be great champions until they became champion. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, kind of like, you know, make yourself, you know, like baptism by fire, hundred percent. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, give yeah, give that, us that return on, on investment and, and we good. Like, cause I think she'll be good because of the fact that she's not a bad promo and they could build a lot of time. They, she can just get featured just by hitting a promo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think she'll be good because most of the other, I mean, she's proven spotlight that. is, or I'd say the more, the more, more of the responsibilities I think will fall still on uh, on Britt Baker's the main, yeah, you know, the main top tier champ for the women's division. Yeah, this but is in my opinion a definitely a trial run before they go. Okay, you're you're AEW women's champion material now. Not that she's not, she's just not there yet. So. But that was AEW Dynamite, the yes, uh, Mothership episode, baby. And uh, yeah, man, that was yeah. Uh, yeah. that was it. Uh, I want to thank y'all for doing what y'all always do. Um, listening to the show, man, supporting what we do uh, and allowing us to break down the week in wrestling so that you guys don't have to, man. Uh, we do love and enjoy what we do. There's always ups, there's always downs. But, the, the you know, the one thing that's always keeping us going is you guys always supporting what we do. 
Um, as long as we know you guys are listening, we we gonna keep you know doing doing the hard work for y'all. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, which is watching NXT 2.0. Uh, for me, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, if you guys are following us, I don't know what you're doing, but go ahead and do so. And that's uh, everywhere on social media. That is at the Quincy Jones show on Instagram at Quincy Jones show on Twitter and backslash the Quincy Jones show on Facebook as well. Uh, doing some things on uh, TikTok, man. Only uh, got a one video up there, but uh, yeah, going to be working on some more pro wrestling comedy as uh, you know, I guess when the dates permit, because man, yeah, you weren't lying, Doc. Like the, these, uh, these videos—they're fun to make, but definitely time-consuming. Um, Very time-consuming. You got to stay on it. Like, yeah, that that algorithm ain't no joke. You got to, yeah. Gotta, no. you gotta, and I got content. It's just, uh, <laughs> you know, I, no, I, I feel that. <laughs> but but you know what? Um, do uh something for us, and that's always uh follow everywhere we're we're gonna be at every Friday, man. When we drop a brand new episode. Uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, CastBox, and of course the the great people at uh, True100Radio.com, man, um, always coming through for us as well. And uh, be sure to check out your boy, man. I'm on Spotify as well on the music tip at Quincy Jones Go. I got mm-hmm. No Mercy, the single uh, that I released. I'm going to be doing a music video in case you guys didn't already hear me jawjacking about it. Um, it's going to be going down to Sunday, man. Uh, next couple months is going to be real eventful, man. We're going to be trying to, uh, you know, keep the gas pushed down a little bit on the music and, uh, try to get some new stuff going on, man. But yeah, I want to, uh, just again, thank you guys for those already, uh, you know, listening to the song, streaming the song and I continue showing support. So, uh, go ahead and show support and follow your boy and also check out, of course, uh, Doc Lesnar on Spotify as well. You want to let him know? Yeah. You already know, man. Doc Lesnar, D-O-C-L-E-S-N-A-R. He said it before, but there I are with the five-star bars and every damn platform your little heart could desire, man. I'm streaming, baby, and I'm having a hard time keeping them down per usual as always. And, you know, I can go ahead and keep plugging, plug my Mercari, where to find me. I'm at Doc Lesnar on everything if you guys really want to find me. But he's right, man. This is the year, and a lot of you guys aren't ready, man. It's, it's one foot on the gas, the other foot on your necks. No mercy. It's going Facts. down Facts. this Sunday. Facts. Burbank, 1030. Hit us up. DM Quincy Jones for that info. We need y'all, man. And it's going to be a fun thing. But check out No Mercy right now on every streaming platform, just like Quincy Jones said. Other than that, my friend, I only got three words for him on this brand new year. Top guys, out. out. <laughs>